serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football. The Show Me Sports Network will recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Southern Boone County Eagles. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As Blake Gazaway and his crew are ready in the broadcast booth, exclusive pregame coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Southern Boone County Eagles Radio Network, Blake Gasaway. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Blake Gasaway here with you, joined by Mike Freeze, as we are just under 30 minutes away from getting our ball game kicked off here tonight as... Your Southern Boone County Eagles are hosting on senior night. They're hosting the Osage Indians. Both teams coming in at 2-4 on the season. For the Indians, they are 0-4 in district play, both in Class 3, District 4. And for the Eagles, they come in at uh, 2-3 in district play in a game that could have some implications, Mike, for uh, some district standings and possibly whether you have a home game or a road game. Well, there's some serious implications with tonight's game, to put it bluntly. Basically, you got a group of three, Osage, Eldon, and uh, Southern Boone. They're all pretty much equivalent. They each have won a couple games by one play. They've lost a, uh, a game or two by one play, at least the Eldon and uh, still the Osage have. And then if you add California in that, who has got the better record at 4-2, and two, but a lot of their wins have been have come against teams by a couple points and so forth. So this is uh, going to be a, a pretty equal um, uh, team for us tonight. They have lost uh, four, as, as you've said, two of them, again, by one play. And they've lost two to Hallsville and some and some better good quality teams in Boonville. So that's to be uh, somewhat expected. So definitely a, it's a good, good, good team. They have a great quarterback who can run, can throw, he likes to get outside the pocket, and he's special in that he'll tiptoe to that to that uh, that line of scrimmage. He just knows exactly where it's at. He waits to the very last minute to decide if he's going to run or throw, and that's really really hard for our defense to uh, the to defend. So definitely a very very equal match tonight. Definitely a, a, a very very tough game in a way that you got to be disciplined, especially on the night. 
when we have seniors being introduced right now. And this is always very emotional for the, for the players. It takes the team a little bit out of their normal routine. So it might take a, a series or two for them to kind of get, get their minds mentally where it needs to be. So that's going to be a tough challenge, always is on senior night. Well, we see head coach Trent Tracy headed up here, so we're going to take a break and be back and pick his brain a little bit, get his thoughts about last week and get you set for this week as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh-huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. You know an agent, too. It's Kathy Rush at REMAX Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. Welcome back to our Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're joined by Southern Boone County Eagles football head coach Trent Tracy. Coach Tracy, thanks for joining us before tonight's game. No problem. Happy to be here. Well, last week, your Eagles celebrated homecoming in front of a very, very packed crowd. It was tough to find a seat in certain places there at Ashland. As you hosted the unbeaten Hallsville Indians, the Tri-County Conference matchup, the game went to Hallsville by a final of 46-6. to What were your thoughts on the game last week? I mean, shooting from the hip, being honest, you know, Hallsville's a really good football team, and they returned basically everybody from last year. They had a lot of success last year, and they were coming in undefeated. Bottom line is they were just more physical than us from the very beginning, and Watching film, I think our, our guys, they did not enjoy the physicality of that game. All facets, all levels, and you've got to be able to fight. You know, you've got to go into every game. It's a dogfight. It don't matter who it is, what the record is. If we've proven anything this year, it can't take anybody too big and never anybody too lightly. And I think that I think the kids knew that they were good. I think that they were prepared to go. But, you know, you really can't simulate getting punched in the mouth until Friday night. And uh, nothing against our scout team, but it's, they're just not able to do that against our starters. And you go out there, you basically, we have to expect that we're going to get hit in the mouth. And we've got to be ready to hit in the mouth back. And uh, that's what it came down to last week and felt a lot like the Odessa game where that team just was way more physical than us. And we just didn't respond with physicality back. And obviously the scoreboard reflected that. Well, you knew the Indians, as you were saying, were a high-caliber team, a high-caliber offense, but it really just seemed like no matter what you guys put out there, they just had an answer to it and could overcome it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you just look at look at those couple, the opening drives for both teams. You know, for them, they got the ball first, and they got a three-yard gain and a two-yard gain, and next thing you know, it's third and third and five, third and six, and, and they complete a 15-yard pass, and then the next play, they rush for 50-yard touchdown, and it's like, where, you know, what we did on those first two plays were, were good plays for us. Those are positive plays, and then we just give up the big plays on defense, and that's been our unfortunate forte this year. Got to do a much better job of that, and even offensively, you know, we lost three yards in the first play then we gained 17 then we had a penalty and we lost 13 then we gained 17 then we had a bad snap and next thing you know you know you've done some good things but then you haven't moved the ball it's like we take one step forward and two steps back before you blink we're down two two three scores and what you're trying to get your guys to stay in it and fight and be persistent and face adversity and at the end of the day they got to go out there and do it like we can hoot and holler and we're doing that on the sidelines. You know, we've just got to overcome. And we've done that a couple games this year against Versailles and Eldon. But against these top caliber teams, all those mistakes, you know, they get magnified. And we're back to the grind this week. 
trying to fix things and trying to get better. And I truly think we're, we're going to have a better product out there this week. Well, like you said, that, that's what makes it hard against a team like Hallsville is, you know, you're a step out of position, even a half step out of position. They just seem to capitalize on that and just ram it down your throat. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of that offense goes to their quarterback, Tiger Cobb. You got guys that are there, they miss tackles, and he's gone. You know, you got guys that don't do their job, and it's a touchdown. And so it boils down to, one, knowing your assignment, and two, playing your hardest executing your assignment and uh you know there were there were times that all of our technique got thrown out the window and and what i said was it looked like we're freestyling it looked like we're just doing whatever we want and when you do whatever you want bad things are going to happen it's a trust factor you've got to trust that the guy next to you is going to do his job and just worry about your job and if 11 guys in the field can do that we can be a pretty good football team if we start being selfish or not knowing our assignment, bad things happen. And Paulsville really did a good job of uh, exploiting us. Well, due to some injuries, there were some guys who were asked to play in some different spots. You know, with that next man up mentality that you talked about before, well, we saw a lot of hard and a lot of guts out there and, and some guys that definitely got more comfortable as the game went on. Yeah, it's no secret, you know. We've got a couple of starters that have been starters all year that are that are out now. Nathan West, he's a senior, and Ben Taylor, a junior, and, and Baden Glass, a senior. Those guys are keys to a lot of our success. But in football, you know, I've had seasons where we have no injuries, and it feels like we're just hunted with injuries this year. It, it really is next guy up. You know, next guy's got to step up and, and be prepared. And, you know, we've seen some good things out of some of those guys last week and fight and the effort, and uh, it's just about coaching them up and getting them ready. And we put a lot of emphasis on getting our backups more reps this week because you just never know what's going to happen in a game. And I think we put together a good game plan for Osage, and all we can do is go out there and try to execute it. Well, I think, too, last week's game, it gave you a lot of teachable moments, both in the moment, during the game, but then also those to be able to look at on game film. Yeah, I deliberately pulled a lot of kids into my office this week and just had some one-on-one sessions with them, talking to them about, you know, watching film with them and saying, you know, what are you thinking here? or What's your read? Or what are you supposed to be doing? What's your job? What's your technique? And I hope that works, just showing them, you know, they have access to all of our film, but sometimes they may not see what we see as coaches and what we see as mistakes trying to do anything and everything to just improve and that's just one more thing that we way we can get better well the second half of the game was was very fast moving due to the running clock but in finding those little victories your squad won the second half six to nothing so that's a victory that something to to hang on yeah you never you always want to keep fighting and that's what you want your kids to do and message in the locker room that's just what it was guys look i know this wasn't in the script for tonight it's homecoming it's hallsville i have no doubt that guys didn't go out there trying to win the game but I think as soon as adversity hit the want went away you know second half we just said really got to forget about the scoreboard and just go out there and try to execute and had some more success and you know that's a positive that's what you're looking for when the scoreboard's not in your favor you still can have positive things going on in the game and uh we, we saw some of those last week well most importantly from last week we never saw anybody quit. We never saw anybody give up, give in. You know, there were some times that emotions were running high, but, you know, guys didn't retaliate. They tried to keep it as clean, you know, not get as chippy, things like that, despite it, you know, being a 40 to, to nothing score. It just didn't matter. They just kept at it. Yeah, and that's the only way you can get better. 
like I told them, anybody can be tough. Anybody can be walk with big shoulders when things are going your way, when you're when you're winning a game. Your true character, your true self comes out in times of adversity. And uh, that's just another message we, we try to deliver to our kids. And that, that, that applies in life. Things aren't always peachy at your job or in your house or what, whatever it may be. And can't quit on those things. you got to fight through it. you got to fight to make it better. And it's no different in a football game. Well, and, you know, it's maybe something that we haven't focused on a whole lot, but when we're starting to look at, uh, you know, some of these games in the season as a whole, you know, running backs are still getting decent yardage whenever they're carrying the ball. Receivers are getting 10, 12, 20 yards on a catch, or they're averaging that. So despite the loss and despite how the season has gone, there's still help compounding these things and building towards success. Yeah, and you're exactly right. And that, that's kind of that one step forward, two steps back. And then, if, you know, when I look at offensive stats and how the game played out, there's times where really, really good things are happening on the field. You know, we, I mean, we had 224 yards of offense last week, and our goal is 300, 300 or more. And if you look at our wins, we've had 450 and 400 almost. And then in our losses, we've been held under our goal, 300. And we were doing really good things, but sometimes we get in our own way, whether that be penalties or bad snaps. And not a high-octane offense. We're not a big play offense. As the season's gone on, you know, we very few plays that are over 20 yards. So when we find ourselves in a second and 15 because of a a holding call or a second and 18 or third and 18 because of a bad snap, like it's just really hard to convert on those things. And we could have moved the ball all the way down the field and then we get a penalty or a bad snap and, and you know, we're, we're in tough times and trying to deliver that message again that all those little mistakes magnify in big games. Got to really focus in every play and fight every play to do our job to the best of our ability. Well, starting senior quarterback, Caden Stillman, he's on track to have a thousand yard plus season this year. He's already thrown for 881 yards, but again, it's just kind of, you know, quietly back there in the background that he, that he's happening, but I look for him to, to top that. No problem. Yeah. I mean, he definitely should. At the end of the day, is you, you look at the opponents that we've played, and I, I don't really care about rankings, but if you just even look at the success of our opponents so far, when you go back and look at Odessa, who is ranked number one in the state, and they're undefeated. I mean, they haven't lost a game, and they probably haven't lost in over 30 games now. You know, Mexico's one, a one-loss team, Boonville's a one-loss team, and, and Hallsville's undefeated. All four of those teams are ranked in the top seven, I think, seven or eight in their class. And those are our losses. So we not only have we had injuries, not only have we been young or inexperienced, but we've also played a gauntlet of a schedule. doesn't get any easier, but that's just kind of where we're at with our conference. I think our conference is up this year. And then our non-conference, our Odessa and Mexico, I mean, they have really solid teams this year. That's who's put in front of us, and that's who we've got to be prepared to play. Well, this week at Senior Night, as your squad hosts the 2-4 and four Osage Indians. It's the regular season home finale. Tonight's game is a Class 3 District 5 in Tri-County's conference matchup. With it being Senior Night, what do you tell the players about the emotions for tonight's game? I've been here now eight years, so my, my message has been the same for the past seven. We want our underclassmen, you know, anybody that steps on the field, whether that's a, a junior or a sophomore, I mean, they, they've got to sell out for their seniors. And we want those seniors to find something to play for. The last guaranteed time, at least, that they're going to play on our home field. They're going to play in front of their community. They may have aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas there. 
to mom and dad, this might be the last home game that they get to see. So trying to find that extra motivation. Like there should be no excuses on Friday night. It's senior night. Young guys, you're playing for your seniors and your sen- the seniors, you're, you're finding your motivation through this might be the last time you suit up these pads on this field. Really, there shouldn't be a big pep talk before the game. Everybody knows what it is. And, you know, it's time to go out there and and really execute and play fast and play physical. What kind of conversations have you had with players, too, about you get in this point in the season and you start seeing some of these games with district implications. Tonight could be one of those cases where if you win, you're tied right now with with Osage. So if you win, there's a chance that you may face a team in districts that you've already beaten once this year. If you don't win, there's a good chance you're going to face a team that you've lost to this year. Absolutely. Monday during scouting report, you know, I pulled up the mission website, it's public knowledge, showed them where we're at in the district seating. Currently, we're seated sixth. And the two teams ahead of us are Osage and Elbin. I'm not a mathematician, and there's a lot of formulas that go into it, but if we beat Osage this week, we should pass them in points. That, at worst, puts us as a five seed on Mish's website, and Elbin as at a four seed. Well, if you are within one of a team that you have already beaten head-to-head, you jump them. So that would put us actually at a four seed ahead of Eldon, and that would allow us to have a home playoff game, and we'd be the four seed and play in Eldon as the five seed. So this week is is huge. I mean, this week sets us up for some things that we, we have said we wanted. No bones about it. We'd love to play Mexico again. Currently, Mexico is the one seed in districts. Their one loss with the Hannibal, and they got bonus points because Hannibal is a Class Four football team. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I see Mexico winning the rest of their schedule, so I don't see them leaving that one seed right now. Blair Oaks is actually points-wise the two seed. Boonville is the three seed. Boonville has beaten Blair Oaks head-to-head, so Boonville will go above Blair Oaks. They are the two seed. They would host Blair Oaks and make it to the semifinals. We would see Eldon in the first round, and if we we can beat Eldon again, probably see we would see Mexico in the in the semifinal. We've said from the very beginning, since we played them in week two, that that's a team that we think we, we can beat. We could get a chance to prove that. Right. And there is, as you said, it's a very complicated formula, to say the least. And there's still lots of football left, in, you know, even though there's only less than a handful of games left. But it's a lot to be left on the field. But you, you want to be in that position where you're controlling your own destiny. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you, we can't rely on, well, if so-and-so beats so-and-so, that's going to move us up. At the end of the day, Osage is what's in front of us, and if we beat Osage, that should jump us above Osage, and that's strictly based on points and head-to-head, and that puts us in the best position that we can control. And then it moves forward. It moves to Blair Oaks, and then it moves to California, and it's week by week. Early in the season, you know, those district points you don't pay as much attention to, but now that we're going into week seven, they have huge implications. We've hosted a uh, a home playoff game every year besides my first year, and we've won a first-round playoff game every year that I've been here. And that is that is my goal. That is always my goal. That is a goal that I think we can reach, but it, it starts with this week. You know, I can't worry about districts until week 10, but our destiny and our, our path is controlled from this week. Well, with those things, uh, as you said, being controlled uh, with the game tonight, how has practice been this week leading up to it? You know, we, we've had a really good week of practice offensively. Tuesday and Wednesday were probably some of our best Tuesdays and Wednesdays all season. Again, we practiced at 5.45 in the morning on Thursdays, so it was a little sluggish at the start. We picked up some momentum offensively as, the, you know, our session went on. Defensively, I think it's been our most physical week. We've really challenged the kids. 
we've made um, a depth chart for our scout team so that we are trying to give ourselves the best look. We love getting the young guys in on scout team, but sometimes they're just not giving us the best look, you know, and that's not their fault. Physically, maturity-wise, our starters dominate them, and that gives you a false sense of hope sometimes when you go into Friday nights. Like, oh, yeah, we got all this stuff covered. We're good to go. And then someone our own age gets out there and, and kind of pushes us around. So we really made practice a lot more organized on that aspect as far as who's in, who's going versus who. And I think we've had a good week of practice. Well, you kind of mentioned a little bit, too, about uh, losing a few players due to injury. But how is the health of the team overall? You know, overall, there's there's been no surprises this week. You know, Jacob Bowles, um, running back, linebacker, last week, he had a reoccurring injury that he was dealing with back in the spring, and it kind of came back on him Friday night. He, we didn't play him in the second half because of it, and he's he's been cleared. He went and got an MRI, and, and everything's good on that front. So he, he's good to go. Nathan West and Ben Taylor are still out this week. There's an outside chance they may be back next week, and we'll just have to play that day by day. And uh, Baden Glass the game time decision. I, I shut him down last week before the game when we were warming up. He aggravated his foot, an injury that he got in the Elden game, and I could just see him limping around, and there was there was no need for him to go out there and, and hurt it even more. So we want these guys. We want these guys to play. We know that these guys have, have earned their starting spots. We know that these guys help us to victory, but also you also have to weigh in lots of other factors. Number one, their, their health, their safety. Number two is while every game's important, the one that really matters is week 10. And, you know, I'm hoping that we can build up by week 10 and have everybody back on the field. Right, absolutely. And, you know, these, these young men, they're working hard. But as, and we've talked about this a few times, and particularly off, off air, we've talked about it, is that, you know, they've got their whole life ahead of them. So, you know, you do want to get the wins and you want to get good games, but there's something bigger that you, you've got to look at for them sometimes. And it may not be that easy decision, but you want to do right by them and, and give them those those opportunities to play, but also know when it's time to say, hey, you know what, we, we really got to get you feeling better. Absolutely. And, and they want to play. You know, at the end of the day, more that more importantly than us wanting them to play, they they want to be out there. They want to be on the field. They want to be under those lights. You know, they want to be in front of the crowd. There's a risk reward anytime you put somebody out there that's not full strength. And while it was homecoming and that was a you know a big motivation, and this week's senior night, that's a huge motivation. At the end of the day is they 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 completely understand. Parents, players, coaches, we're all on the same page when it comes down to it. We got to look at their safety and the overall picture on on every situation and every situation is different because some heal quicker than others and some take longer and I know it's depressing and it, it, it sucks but at the end of the day it's it's all about their safety. Taking the Indians tonight what do you expect to see them do tonight? Well um, offensively they have a new coach uh, Shannon Jolly know him really well he, he was at Eldon before a, a short stint over at Capital City and then took the job at, back at Osage where he once was the head coach. He is a run-first guy. His offense is identical to Eldon's. Really, Eldon is, is still running Shannon Jolly's offense now. The only difference is, is that there at Osage, when he arrived, he has a, a very athletic quarterback. So instead of being under center, um, they, they're going to operate out of uh, shotgun snaps, but their, their offense is really all the same as as it was when he was at Eldon. So we know what, what's coming. We know what to expect. They're going to run, 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 run. And then every now and then they're going to hit you with a play-action pass. And they will line up in some trip sets and some breads and doubles, two by two. But majority, 90% of their offense is going to be run. Basically, it's a, it's a flex bone type offense. 
wing T, whatever you have it, you know, there's different names for it, but there's going to be no secrets that they want to run the football. Defensively, they operate out of a, a 4-2 front, run cover three, cover four behind it. If it's a 4-2, cover four, basically they have one nickel in the flat and they, you know, they have four DBs over the top. If it's their cover three look, they'll have both their nickels will be in the flat. Looking at film, you know, at this point in the season, we've got seven games, I guess, Jamboree and six other games against each team. Boonville had a lot of success getting the ball on the perimeter with their jet sweeps and their, their quick passing game. They struggled at times trying to run the ball inside. So we're going to have to take what's there, you know, and sometimes you don't know what's there until you, you run it inside a few times. And if it's working, you stick with it. If it's not, try to get the ball on the edge. We feel like we're prepared for them. We think we know exactly what we're going to see. It just comes down to a chess match, and you move one piece, they move. They, they try to take it away. At the end of the day, those kids on the field have to be physical, have to play as hard as humanly possible. Well, Coach Tracy, thanks for joining us in our pregame show. Any final thoughts for you out of here? No, no. Uh, it's crazy to believe that it's week seven, and we got through homecoming, and now it's senior night. You know, I don't want to see this group go. Don't want to see them leave early, so it's uh, you know it's time to get after it. I'm, I'm hoping that that's what these boys come out and do. Well, let's go out there and get that win on senior night. Yes, sir. That's Southern Boone County Eagles football head coach Trent Tracy. We're going to take a break and be back with more of the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles on the home of the Eagles, the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising in the locker rooms as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. The best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Southern Boot County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 Six three four four nine zero nine, or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com. To get the best smile in town, you mustache to Southwest Dental Care. It's time for Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Show Me Sports Network.
This is Southern Boone County Eagles football on the exclusive home for the Eagles radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. The best game coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as Blake Gazaway and his crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles radio network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Southern Boone County Eagles radio network, Blake Gazaway. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Blake Gazaway here with you, joined by Mike Freeze as we are just about ready for kickoff as coin toss has been concluded. Look, Adrian. Eagles won, and they are have decided to defer. So looks like they will be on defense first here tonight as it's senior night here in Ashland. I got a feeling at Scoolios age if they would have won the toss, I think they would have taken the ball first anyway. So I think they uh, got what they wanted. So like Coach was saying, this is a good night see if our guys can keep to their assignments. Especially going to be looking for the defensive ends tonight. Um, Tyler Hiljadik, Peyton Glass, Bob Ander. Just want to see if those three guys can maintain their defensive end responsibilities because Osage loves to get their quarterback out of the pocket. He makes good decisions when he does that. So I think that's something that's going to be very, very important. As well as always, offensive line. He's got to fire off the ball. Hit them in the mouth, push them back, give our running backs a chance to run. Uh, we do have a good running back group that will, if there's a hole there, they'll get you some hard yardage, and that's uh, I think what's going to be needed tonight. Well, I was trying to find the stat, but couldn't find it. But there's quarterback, the senior quarterback, 170 pounds, six foot two, Brockton McLaughlin. He is ahead close to 30 touchdowns last year through the air and on the ground as Salter will tee it up high and over in kick. It's going to be taken right about the 10-yard line. The return man is across the 20, across the 25, working the far side. He's trying to revert field, but he's going to be hemmed in near the 30-yard line. Returning that kick was Bradley Derrick. Good discipline by the kickoff team there. They stayed in their lanes. And uh, they, they got number four dancing back there. And whenever you can get a, a guy dancing back there, he's dead in the water. So good job by the kickoff team. So let's see how they start out on the first play here. So we'll start on the 28-yard line, their own 28-yard line of the Indians. I do want to clarify, actually, returning that was Derek Bradley. Got the name mixed up there. So they will come out here with two backs in the backfield, one behind the quarterback. One to the left, and they'll hand off, but quickly sniffed out by the Eagles' defense. A host of Eagles there to hold him for a loss. Yeah, Tyler Hill did, did, did a great job of firing off when the ball got stamped. He was a good yard deep in the backfield before he even got blocked. Um, they tried to isolate on him, but he, he was disciplined, stayed where he needed to be, and did a good job wrapping up on the tackle. Eric Hood was... The ball carrier there, so it'll be second and 11, and they'll hand it off to Hood again and nowhere for him to go with it, so back-to-back plays have been a negative play 
and no yardage on that one. Exactly what we saw last week in our first two plays. We had good plays, and then all of a sudden the third play was a big play for first down. Let's see if these if our defense can hold tough. Um, an excellent job by really the entire defensive line this time. Um, now I do expect we'll see the quarterback get out of the pocket, and uh, that's their strength. Their strength really isn't in the backfield. They have some nice-looking backs, but nobody that you'd be uh, wanting to pick first if you're playing a pickup game. Again, McLaughlin in the backfield. Thought we jumped off sides. He's going to keep it himself rolling here to the near side. He's across the 30, so he gets short yardage, and he'll be tackled near the 35-yard line, but he will be short. Yeah, that was a called quarterback sweep this time. There was no option for a pass. They were straight up trying to go for the run. Got a couple of lead, lead blockers out in front of him. Eagles did a great job of blowing up those blockers and keeping it for just the seven or eight-yard game there. Clock rolling 10-05 left to go here in this opening quarter. First possession of the ball game here. Looks like for all intensive purposes, the Indians are going to punt it as they are in punt formation. Chase Morris back standing at his own 30-40-yard line. Now he'll back up to his own 30 as good snap. Puncher rolling here to the near side. Got a good kick on it as Morris will step out of bounds. Now establish himself at the 20. He's got to work upfield, working near side. Pushes his blocker. Gets across the 30, and he'll be pushed back a couple yards. But looks like he'll get to the 32-yard line is where the Eagles will set up shop. Great punt by the Osage punter there. Um, kind of the, the little rugby style that we see a lot in high school. It basically gives the, your guys more time to get downfield to cover, and that's what happened that time. Did a good job getting into the corner, um, and it stopped and bounced, so our guy had to make a decision at that point. Uh, there wasn't much room to go, but did a good job of handling the ball. So that was a really good job by both ways, but good uh, change of field for School of the Osage. So the Eagles will start on their own 32-yard line. Twin receivers either way. They go right to left on your media center or on your Show Me Sports Network app. They'll send one in motion to the far side. And keeping himself is Stillman. He's got five yards, ten. He's still on his feet. He's across the 45, down near the 50, close to a 20-yard pickup on the first play. That's something we haven't seen much this year, and that was a called quarterback keeper. Um, good job by the offensive line, creating some holes, and he did a good job of hitting technical holes going upfield, and he's pumped. So ball shotted, ball spotted shy of midfield, as looks like it's just about an inch away from midfield, so about 18 yards picked up there on that play. Twin receivers again either way. Stillman dropping back, looking for his outlet valve. He does so to Bowles. He's crossed the line of scrimmage. He's got five, six yards before he's going to be ushered out of bounds. He just split off from the backfield, and nobody opened downfield, so check off to him. Yeah, Hayden, that time he looked at his first read, didn't like what he saw. Um, he had a safety valve coming out of the backfield in the flat to the left side. Line did a good job giving him some time. Real easy throw. Nice game. 9.04 left on the play clock here as he went out of bounds. It stops. So I have, again, twin receivers. They'll send one in motion to the far side. As Stillman will just flip it off to Bowles. He's across midfield. He's got five yards. He's got a six or seven more. He'll move the chains. And keep the drive alive. Good job. Good block there on the outside. Basically our uh, motion to the right and use that, that motion guy as a lead blocker. He does need to make sure he keeps it flat to the line of scrimmage. He looked like he started to come up a little bit upfield, but they didn't call it, so that's very fortunate. 
Good blocking on the outside, good running, good patient running. He waited for his blocks to get set up. So trip receivers here on the near side, one far side. Stillman again in shotgun. He'll get the snap, give it off to Bowles straight up the middle. He's got close to first down yardage, breaks it across the 20. He's still on his feet. He's going to be near the five-yard line before he's taken down a run of close to 32 yards. They'll actually say it's more like 35. Beautiful blocking there by the line. That time we had our left tackle. Owen Folk did a fabulous job of pulling into the hole. He was patient. He waited till a linebacker appeared, got the seal on the linebacker, and running back did a fabulous job of following his blocker. So great job by the offensive line, including Owen Folk there. Good job. So first and goal at the four-yard line. Twin backs, they'll, they'll give it off to the second man through. That's Bowles. He's trying to work his way through. He'll pick up a couple yards. Yeah, good play there. The Osage did send some extra people in there. Got in the backfield pretty quickly, but luckily they missed our so we did good uh, good play to get a couple yards out of that. So to bring up a second and goal, ball spotted at about the two-yard line. So split backs in the backfield, one to each side of Stillman, who's up under center. He'll send Morris in motion. He'll pitch it off to Bowles, working the near side, trying to get the corner. Now he'll cut it in, still on his feet, and he is going to be short. Yeah, just a sweep to the outside. We're trying to get outside their defensive end. That time Owen Folk, the uh, left tackle, did a good job of sealing his guy. Um, uh, good blocking by the wide receivers in the lead back, but uh, OC did a good job of closing down, keeping it to a fairly minimal gain. So it will be a third and goal now. Again, looks like the ball is about the two-yard line. It's a little tough to tell from up here. Is up under center is Stillman. He'll have two in the back. He'll keep it himself, push forward. That pile is rolling, and it's in there for the two-yard touchdown. And the Eagles score first on a two-yard touchdown run by their quarterback in Hayden Stillman. That was all offensive line. The Hogs right there for the Eagles did an awesome job. That whole defensive line was pushed backwards two or three yards. Marvelous job. They did go to their under center, foot-to-foot splits all by the offensive line like we've seen before. When you get the short yardage and uh, the great job, great job offensive line that time. That was a big enough hole and a big enough push that I think either one of us could have ran through that. I could have hobbled through it. So Salter will come on to try the PAT. Snap is down, kick is up. Looks perfect. It is. And first drive of the game stalls out for the Indians. However, the Eagles were able to capitalize and score. On a two-yard touchdown run by their quarterback in Stillman. We'll take a break here and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Flanagan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. Aiden Stillman takes it from two yards out. Puts the Eagles up seven to nothing. As that goes sixty-eight yards 
High end over end kick. Is going to take a bounce and taken at about the 15. And Hood's going to run just right up the middle, get across near the 25 before he's ran into a wall of players. Good job by the return of the kickoff team that time. They again stayed to their lanes and closed it down. There was a little bit of hole, but it uh, filled pretty quickly. So the Indians will take over. Ball at their own 28-yard line. So their second drive here of the game starts at the same place the first drive started. Well, their quarterback, Laughlin, will be in shotgun. He'll give it to Hood. He's got the corner, and he'll be upended at the 35. So he will pick up seven yards, actually give him eight on the play. So decent way to start off their drive. The Eagles that time have, have some more players on the line. Dylan Niles is in there right now. The uh, sophomore was in there that time. So extra lineman. And uh, school also did a great job of pushing everybody back. So again, they're working left to right. As Laughlin in the backfield, he'll give it off to Hood again. He's working near side. He's got the first down, falls forward near the 45. So the junior running back moves the chains. Yeah, real simple, basic play off tackle to the right. They uh, double team down with the end. Lee Blocker took the uh, defensive end. And did a good job of uh, creating a big hole. Eagles are uh, certainly trying to get some more, some fresh linemen in. Uh, General Sapp's in right now at defensive tackle. Clock rolling under six to go here in this opening quarter. Hood will get the handoff again, working far side. Tries to sidestep a man, but will be wrapped up quickly. Yeah, that time the Indian offensive line just did not get a helm on everybody. That uh, caused a couple guys to get in there to disrupt things. Nice play by the defensive line. They do say he gains a yard on the play, so ball at the 46-yard line. In clock rolling, under five and a half to go here in this opening quarter. Eagles lead seven to nothing. And off again, actually a fake it to Hood and dropping back, and now he's going to keep it as McLaughlin. And he's going to be taken down near midfield. Thought he was dead to rights in the backfield, but somebody left their feet. He was able to evade them. That was just a nice play by the Indian offense. They did a good fake, and we bit hard. Great tackle on the fake. And then the uh, quarterback did a good job of shutting the defender, which he, he can do, and, and then uh, got out of the pocket to the left-hand side and looked downfield to see if anybody open and decided to keep it himself. So The ball spotted at midfield. Be third and five here. As McLaughlin will get it, he'll give it off to Hood. He's got the first down before he's upended. He'll pick up about seven yards. But well, we didn't see the first series we're seeing now from the OCC Union running backs. They're running a lot harder. Running with some authority. They're delivering a blow when they hit. And uh, that's a really good job. Good blocking by the Osage line. Um, one thing to say about the school of the Osage versus Hallsville last week, Indians to the Indians. Hallsville ran a dozen different formations. They really try to get you thinking too much. School of the Osage will run about four formations tonight. And they'll be most, you know, they're probably a good two-thirds two run, one-third pass. McLaughlin again has two backs in the backfield. They send two in motion on the far side. And oh. just straight up the middle run, but pounded by three Eagles. They were trying to get a little crafty, sense of motion there, but 
didn't fall for it. Yeah, fabulous job there. The I'm not sure what the what the Indians were trying to do. They basically you know, they motioned from the right to the left, reset two players on the wing to the left, and I think they're trying to do some sort of you know light triggeration or something, but uh, did not fool the Osage. I'm sorry, this, the Eagles defense. We had three guys there basically unblocked. So we'll bring up second and ten now as McLaughlin in the backfield. We just jumped off sides, give him a free play. However, no flag yet as I might say the Eagles got it back, got back in time, but that just about. I'm guessing that they, they did jump, and it's a couple times they've been jumping when when Osage as a team goes from a two from a two point stance down to a hand on the ground. And uh that's multiple times now we've jumped, and that time I guess we did jump. I'm assuming that we didn't get into the neutral zone. So it's going to bring up a third and eight, ball on the 40. It's got to get to the 32-yard line for a new set of downs. So far, two first downs, both on this drive for Osage, three for the Eagles, as it'll be third and eight, again, working left to right here. Laughlin will give it off to the second back through. He's on the near side. It's a new ball carrier, and he'll be hemmed in and swallowed at the 40 as John Tate initially had him wrapped up. Sorry, Tate John had him initially wrapped up in the backfield. I'm not sure if that was Tate John or not. Anyway, um, I think it might have been Bob, one of our defensive ends. Yeah, I think you're right. Did a good job getting upfield. I know it was Tyler Hill today. Again, we can't read these numbers very well from up here in the press box, folks. But, no, good job by Tyler Hill today. He got upfield. Um, got his hands around the guy, slowed him down enough for his teammates to come swarm and finish tackle. So great play by Tyler. So it looks like maybe they are going to try to punt it here. Now they're going to break out of it and going up under up uh, in shotgun rather is their quarterback. We just jumped off sides. But they moved too. You're right. Movement on both sides. We'll see who jumped usually, off first. Usually against the offense. They showed like they were going to punt it, and as soon as we drop Morris back, McLaughlin quickly yep. ran upfield, and they are going to call off start on the offense. You are right. Most of the times, that's going to be the call of both jump. It's going to go in favor on the offense because typically they did something to draw the defense off. So it'll be fourth and long now, and I have to assume they're probably going to punt it this time. Ball at the 45-yard line of the Eagles. They will drop back McLaughlin. He is our quarterback also handling their punting duties. That's how we do it for the Eagles as well. So he'll get a good snap. He's going to roll to the near side. Now he'll kick it off the side of his foot, and that's going to go about four rows, five rows into the track, and... He shanked that one. He shanked it just like, a, just like my golf game. Yeah, he got about he got seven yards, eight yards on that. Uh, so two pretty poor plays for the Osage there. Um, yeah. So great, great, uh, great field position after they they moved the ball pretty well there. So they do start now. At the their own 39-yard line, do the Eagles. That's where the ball is spot is up. Trips on the far side. One receiver here on the near side. Stillman will give it off up the middle quickly. And ball carrier still on his feet with Bowles, and he's going to be down near the first down marker. 
Another great hold by the offensive line. Who's, they are really playing a great game so far. That time we pulled our right tackle. Mr. Hampton pulled into the hole. Did a good job finding a linebacker. And Dorothy Hittner did a good job of tackling the Osage tackler down to the ground, which I'm not sure if that's a good idea to do. So needed but. 10 yards. Bowles picks up 10 yards. So it'll be a new set of downs. Ball at the 49-yard line. Stillman will look to the far side, but give it off to Bowles. He's again got 10, 11 yards before he's tackled. He's back into the second wave of the defense before he's touched. Great read by Hayden that time. It was a, looked like it was a run RPO option, and uh, that time the, he saw that the huge hole the defensive end was going more for, with him. Gave him the ball, and again, huge hole. Good job by the right side of the offensive line, that being Tyler Hildedick and uh, Mr. Hampton. So Bradley Smith has checked into the ball game in the backfield now, as they'll have two receivers on either side. Stillman in shotgun. Again, new set of downs. He'll send Morris in motion near side. They'll flip it off to Smith. As he's working, tries to hurdle a man, but gets his feet taken out, flips him over. And he is down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, quick toss to the left that time. You got a lead blocker. The lead, block, lead blocker did a good job of getting him blocked. But the defensive back for Scoliose did a good job of getting past his wide receiver, wide, wide receiver blocking him to make that tackle. So good play by the defense there. It was a hole, but it wasn't there. It wasn't open very, very long. Seven seconds left on the clock here in this first quarter. It's been a very rapid first quarter. They'll get the playoff, pass it over to the far side, and a catch was made, but down at the line of scrimmage. That was by... Who caught that? Was that... Yeah, I can't tell. We haven't had a lot of passing this first quarter. I yep, think that's, that's only Ash. the second one this time. The running game's been working really, really well for the Eagles behind their good blocking of the offensive line. So we'll be third down now. However, that ends the first quarter of play. So we'll pause here as the Eagles lead 7 to nothing. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Riverwell Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full day sessions with kindergarten offering half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverwell Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. We'll switch ends of the field here as the first quarter, rapid first quarter, comes to a close. So ball spotted on the 40-yard line as the Eagles will have it third down. They've got to go 10 yards here to pick up this first down. They'll send Morris in motion to the far side. They'll hand it off. As Smith has it, he's got five yards, he's got 10, nice move, he's got 15, wrapped up at the 35, sorry, the 25-yard line, picks up 15 yards. Beautiful play there, that's the opposite side of the player we ran earlier where we pulled the left side this time, so the right, so that time was Jonas Sapp and Owen Folk, did a great job pulling it into the hole, and they had no one to block for a good three, four yards downfield, and again, the running back did a fabulous job waiting for his lineman 
to make their blocks. So big, good job. Big thing that stands out right now, two of two on third downs, and they've got six first downs in the ball game. So again, same formation. They run pretty heavily. They'll give it. Oh. Actually keep it. Hayden just threw a Mahomes pass. Somehow got it to the receiver. He was falling down and somehow got it out of his hand. Morris caught it. I don't know how much he threw that as it popped out, but either way, it went It went to the hands of Morris. So, Yeah, Osage has not blitzed a lot of linebackers, but they did. They sent a couple guys that time, and that just blew the play up. And a pretty dangerous pass that Hayden did there, but thankfully it was caught by our guy but uh, for, for a loss, though, unfortunately. Yeah, it's one of those that you're going to watch on footage on the uh, game film that the team will look at it, and that might have been better. They did lose a yard and a half on the play, so it might have been better if he could have just let that go out of bounds as an incomplete pass. But nonetheless, he did catch it. So, again, they bring pressure, and Stillman's going to drop the ball, and it's going to be on the grass and recovered by the Indians, I believe, as that is going to be the call. So he fumbles it. He was running for his life and puts the ball on the Turf. Sorry, on the grass. Uh, that was just a fabulous play call by the defense. Defense coaches, uh, Jackson Thunderbird. Love that name. Junior, 5'6 and 170. Fast as can be. He was all over Hayden. Hayden didn't have any chance to make any decision whatsoever. Just an absolutely great, pat, great pass pressure. He came from the outside. Uh, we were unable to adjust. Uh, so, great, great play call by the defense. Defensive coaches over there. So will be a fumble recovery, ball back to the Indians as they've got it on the 36-yard line, their own 36. And again, we almost jump off sides, but give it a hood. He's got nice moves, 10 yards. He's still on his feet down to midfield. He picks up 15. Again, that's about the, what, sixth time that the Eagles have almost jumped off sides because, as you were saying, it's, it's caused when... The Indians go from their two-point stance down to their three-point stance. I don't know if it, you know, if you think back to the 70s for us old folks, I don't know if it was the Cowboys or someone used to do that in the NFL like every single time. It is pretty beautiful to see everyone move in motion, and uh, that's goodness. So they all, Indians have their hands on their knees, elbows on their knees, then they go down to the three-point stance. And Hood shedding tacklers, he's got 10, he's got 15, he's across the 30 before he's going to be ridden out of bounds. Yeah, same play as last time, except to the left, and just a fabulous blocking job by their offensive line. Good, tough, hard running, and uh, wow. Back-to-back hard runs after that uh, tough turnover. Well, that first drive that went three and out, the defense controlled the line of scrimmage and did very good now. They're starting to give up some of these gashing runs, and as you said, it's been the same play pretty much most of the night. I just give it to Hood, and he goes left or right. So McLaughlin will be in shotgun. He'll direct some traffic as they've got two backs, one beside him, one behind him. He'll roll to the far side. He looks like he's going to keep it all the way flagged down, and he's going to have about five yards on the play, but I think this may be coming back on a hold call, and that will be the call. Yeah, that's the same play they ran, the third play on the, of the game that they had of the, their third offensive series. First officer's third play, just a called quarterback keeper to the outside, trying to use his abilities, and uh, got a hold on the offensive lineman in the backfield. Yeah, that was a 
very quick flag to come out of the official's pocket as it happened early on in the play. So they will back him up here as soon as they get everything all said and done. Will be the holding call. Backing up the Indians, so we'll be still first down. And it's 7 and nothing in favor of the Eagles as we are at the 10.32 mark here in this second quarter. On senior night, the regular season home finale. And the Eagles know what they have to do to get a home district game. They've got to win tonight. It all starts with tonight, so they've got to take care of business here. As it's first and 20 now for the Indians. They'll have twin receivers either way. Hood will get the fake, and keeping him himself is McLaughlin, and he picks up about four yards. Wasn't sure if he was actually going to take that back or not. As he got that deep in the belly of his junior running back. Yeah, he sure did. It was a good fake. Faked the guy off to the left side and decided to keep it going straight up. And uh, that's a play where they don't block the defensive end. Tyler Hildrick did a good job of uh, reading that and making a good tackle, keeping it to a minimal gain. Well, he's going to break up a second and 16 now. And one back in the backfield, that's Hood. McLaughlin will get the snap, rolling to the far side, has some pressure. He's got his receiver, but he put the ball on the grass. Yeah, I got a feeling that's one of those plays where, you know, you don't use the guy for a good full quarter, and his hands are a little, little, uh, little, little cold. So it was very catchable right where it needed to be. It was a pretty nice-looking play. Wasn't a game much more than four or five yards. We had it covered pretty well, but uh, certainly... I think Osage needs to get a little bit more of their passing game going if they want to have a chance. And that is, game. you said, that's just, just a simple route there. The receiver goes about five yards and breaks to the outside, but didn't bring his hands with him. Good one. So that'll bring up a third down, third and 16. As McLaughlin will drop back, has a little screen pass, dumps it off to Hood. He stumbles, but still on his feet. He's across the 30, down near the original line of scrimmage. Screen to the left that time. I um, hadn't seen a lot of screen passes from Osage, but then again, I haven't really been able to see a lot of their earlier games. Um, it was a good job all in all by the Eagles in. They, they run it pretty quickly. They, they, they met up to the, the linemen that were blocking and uh, really kept it to uh, just a minimal gain. So that was a good job by the defense there. They were disciplined. They kept to their responsibilities, did a good job. At least those initial guys who were being blocked by the linemen that were going downfield. Well, Hood comes up limping. He is limping on that right ankle, that right leg. So that could be something to watch here as it'll be, bring up a fourth and nine. He is hobbling out there. He's going to probably leave the game. We do have a flag. However, they are going to complete the pass for a first down. Yeah, it's probably, I think it's going to be another holding again. I didn't see anybody downfield. But that was the kind of play I've seen a lot on their highlights where rolls out, he's got time, he waits for his wide receivers to come open, fires a good strike, beautiful ball that he throws. A pass was to Keegan Vaughn. The officials having a discussion here as he picked up about 10 or 11 yards. Yeah. I, so they're going to wave off the flag, so I, we'll move the chains. I think what they, were, what they initially thought was a, a lineman you know, downfield, but uh, I didn't see anyone that seemed to be downfield much, so I think that's probably what they're trying to call. So, 
Well, it is going to move the chains. But like I said, that was a beautiful play, and that's what uh, that quarterback is capable of. And for some reason, they haven't uh, allowed him to do that much tonight. Well, it's going to be first and goal. Sorry, not first and goal yet. Ball is at the 11, so they could get a first down here. They'll give it off to a new back in the backfield. He's still rumbling and stumbling down near the five. That was wonderful balance that time. He was staying low, kept the, kept the hand on the ground to keep himself up. Uh, that, was, that was actually a pretty good job on our defensive line getting in there. You said ball carrier Small. there. Jackson Thunderberg. That's my guy. Love that name. 5'6", 170 pounds. And I don't know if I would say he's 170 pounds. <laughs> maybe, he looks, with this, maybe with this uh, equipment on. Yeah, he looks a little smaller than that. So we'll bring up a second and four. Low snap. McLaughlin gets it rolling to the far side. He's going to be taken down from behind. He's going to lose quite a bit of yardage. He'll be back near the 10-yard line. Yeah, design called quarterback sweep like we've seen a lot tonight so far. In that time, the ball got to the ground. Bad snap. So that just allowed our guys enough time to get upfield to fill their, their spots. And the Eagles did a wonderful job of the signature responsibilities, clogging the lanes up and making a, making a good tackle. So we'll bring up a third and six here. Ball spotted at the eight-yard line. Seven and a half to go here in the first half. Eagles lead seven to nothing. McLaughlin will get the snap. He'll keep it himself, trying to get around the tackle. Reaches forward, and he's going to be short of that first down marker. Yeah, that was a good tough run. Uh, trying to get outside. It was more of a dive off tackle. Did a, just ran the ball hard, and when he got hit, he delivered a good hit as well. And it's, Outstretched the ball, so they're definitely going to be going for it here, in my opinion. So that'll be a fourth and two ball at the four-yard line. Hood checks back into the ball game, so they've got his right leg, right ankle taped up. I thought he checked in. And McLaughlin will be in shotgun. He'll give it off to his back, and we'll see. Yeah, they're calling him not it looked like he had a good initial surge. They're going to say he did not get it, so turnover on downs. Yeah. Great job by the defensive line that time. They got some penetration, um, got good contact, and that was a time where the 170-pound running back did not have enough weight <laughs> to move the ball that time. So good job of the defense. Good job stopping him and then pushing him back. Well, he, you said he tried to move the pile but just didn't have enough steam to keep it going. So the Eagles will take over on the turnover on downs. Unfortunately, they're on their own three-yard line. So Stillman will be in shotgun. He's actually standing in his end zone. Has one back behind him. Two receivers on either side. Well, that'll give him some breathing room as he just got the defensive end to jump off sides. Yeah, great job in varying the snap count. Something we don't see a lot at the high school level as we should, but good job Three five yards. We'll take that every day when you're inside your own 10. So instead of it being first and 10 at the three-yard line, it is now first and five at the eight-yard line. So they will have at least some breathing room. Now, Stillman is not in his end zone, so that puts him a little farther upfield. Again, twin receivers either side. He'll get the snap, quickly handed off to Smith. He's straight up the middle. He does a nice move across the 15. 
Across the 20, down near the 25. Beautiful blocking by the interior offensive line that time. Hildedick, Sapp, and uh, Donegan. Fabulous job blocking at the middle, give a big hole. He was in touch for a good five, six, seven yards downfield. So new set of downs here unofficially. They're seventh, first down, five for the Indians. Ball just outside the 23-yard line, just outside the 25. Stillman will give it off again to Smith. He's quickly met at the line of scrimmage. Will fall forward for a few more, but short yardage on the second on the uh, play will bring up a second down. Yeah, the last two plays, Eagles have lined up in more of a double stack formation where we've got two guys stacked up pretty closely, really far away. And uh, Osage has been playing almost three guys to the wide side of the field. And uh, that this leaves a, a good chance to get up the middle and, and do a good job there. But that time was a good job by the Osage defense. Under six to go here in this first half of action. They'll flip it off to Smith trying to work the corner. Now he's going to cut inside, makes one man miss. Good move across the 40. He's going to be tackled across midfield. So he picks up almost 20 yards. Yeah, nice toss play to the right side that time. Did a good job of our offense getting down line, getting downfield, getting their blocks in. Uh, they did have a guy come up hard, and it was a good, good play making that first guy miss. A nice job of Bradley Smith to carry some workload here. I don't know if Bowles is just getting a rest or if he maybe aggravated that back again. He had to leave the game, second half of the game last week for that. So Stillman again in shotgun, new set of downs. Three receivers far side, one near side. Give it to Smith up the middle again. He's got 10. He's got more. He's across the 30. Shoved down near the 25. Straight up the middle. Actually, I think that is Bowles. You're right. He did check in. Yeah. So good job by Bowles. He's ran straight up the middle. Good job again on the interior of the offensive line. Wasn't touched for a good four or five yards downfield. So great job by the offensive line right now. Well, both of them just taking turns, one handoff to the other, basically, and no change of pace for the ball game so far. So Bowles still out there. Stillman gets the shotgun snap, give it off to Bowles, straight up the middle again, cuts to the outside. He's going to be near that first down marker again, near the 10-yard line. Yeah, another option read that time, and again, Hayden did, did made the right decision. He's got a hot running back who's been running hard, running with a good head of steam. And the offensive line is doing a good job. So good job by hitting the ball off. Might as well let somebody else get hit instead of yourself. Oh, good, uh, yeah, good decision there on that for him. And I guess Bowles' back is not bothering him at all. He's looking very good here after uh, checking in, letting Smith have a few carries on the series. So we'll be first and 10 at the 11-yard line. They'll fake the end around, give it back up the middle. Touchdown! Untouched to the end zone on an 11-yard touchdown run by Bowles. Got to love misdirection that time. So that time, motion a guy, fake the handoff to him. Get to your hot guy right up the middle. Your offensive linemen, of course, are hot right now. They're doing a good job blocking. So good job by the offensive line. Good job by Owen. That uh, goes. Jonas Sapp. Hiljadik. Hampton. Good job, everybody. And Donegan. Don't want to forget Donegan. Good job, everybody. Huge holes that drive. So Bowles gets credit for an 11-yard touchdown run. Salter on to try the PAT. Finally, the snap is down. Long time for it to get back there, but snap is down. Kick is up. Kick is good. 
And that is an important play right there as it puts them ahead by a score now of 14 to nothing here as we play in the second quarter with 4.20 left to go here in the first half. As we will pause and be back, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Attention class of 2021, it's time to think about your future. It's time for you to take action. It's time to apply to State Tech. But you better hurry because space is filling up fast. In fact, more than 85% of our seats will be filled by March. So don't delay and find out firsthand why State Tech is ranked the best college in the country for the second year in a row. And we are proud to be known as the employer's choice. Apply today at statetechmo.edu. Well, that drive might come down to be an important drive of the game as it goes 92 yards in seven plays and puts the Eagles ahead 14 to nothing here in the first half. As I said, this is something we talked about with head coach Trent Tracy in the pregame. The Eagles have to find a way to put 300 yards on the ground and they have to make the most of the opportunities that they are given. And one of the up men is going to take the uh, kick. He's across the 40. He'll be tackled there taking. That was Hunter Grabber. Yeah, that was a great series. Obviously, when you when you score after you hold the other team to a turnover on downs and you're on two-yard line. And that was after Osage had been experiencing a little bit of momentum coming back to their side, but uh, that certainly took it out of there for, for right now. So, uh, not good return for the, the Osage. We try to squib it, coffin corner, whatever you want to call it, and uh, they did a good job catching it and going upfield. So McLaughlin in, shot, in the uh, shotgun. He'll hand it off to the second back through. That is... Thunderberg with it. Yeah, good run by him. That time the Eagles weren't ready. Um, they were still moving, and when the, the, the last moving guy did get set, he was a good yard back in his own defensive backfield at that time. So um, got to get our reads a little quicker. Um, we should be able to. So, again, Osage doesn't run a ton of different formations. So. Thunderberg does pick up about six yards on the play. It'll be second and four. As quickly, another handoff through to Funderburk, and he's got, let's say, three yards. So we'll bring up a third and short. Yeah, that was a good job by the quarterback. It was a high snap. He was able to reach it and grab it. He was decent height, six foot two. Got the ball off. Defense that time was a little bit more ready. They, they knew what their responsibilities were and did a good job of keeping it to a minimal gain. So we'll bring up a third and long one here. This just across midfield. I'll split off. One receiver here on the near side. They'll give it again. Straight up the middle. First down and more. As Funderburk has it. Makes a couple men miss. Still on his feet. He'll be ushered out near the 30. So he picks up great yardage there on that third down play. Yeah, good tough run. The, the run was going right off tackle. So it wasn't meant to go outside. But he saw the gap outside. He went outside. It got a great block by number 16. His own uh, wide receiver there. Did a good job there, uh, Cole Epic. No, nope, that's our guy. 
Anyway, good job. Uh, good block with number 16 that time. Got him an extra 10 yards pretty easily. That's Graber with it on that block. So we'll bring up a new set of downs here. Twins on either side for their receivers. Hood has checked back in the backfield. Low snap and just barely got it off to Hood as I thought that might have been skipping down the grass. And Hood is just quickly swallowed up by one, two, three, four, five Eagles come off that pile. We definitely have the right defensive line stunt call that time. We had three or four guys in the backfield. Uh, it was a low snap, which slows things down. But uh, that was a good, good offensive or defensive call there by Coach Garris. Get some good penetration by our defensive line. I don't even think his tires got deflated. I think we just stole them off there. <laughs> he does have his right ankle taped up, and he's hobbling out there. So you got to wonder why, they, why they're keeping him out there. Is he's lost a few steps now. So, again, second and long here. Dropping back, rolling to the far side as McLaughlin has some pressure, looking downfield, and just threw an interception. But the ball got ripped out at the end. Yeah, our defensive line is doing a really good job of getting off the ball quick this time. Um, definitely need to watch watch the ball in case they do that shift. Um, yeah, the, their running back is certainly kind of hobbling. That, I watched him block that last time. He kind of threw his shoulder at, at a block. Nothing. I mean, that's not what you're supposed to do. So we'll see if he can go the rest of the game or not. But, again, good job by the defensive line getting good penetration. So third and long here, third and 12 for the Indians. They'll give it to Hood. He's working the near side again. He is quickly wrapped up and then sat upon by one of his own guys. He'll pick up maybe a yard or two at the most. That was a great job there by old Sam Hampton. Did a good job of shutting his blocker. Good job wrapping up. So, again, defensive line's done a wonderful job this series. Well, I think we're seeing now, too, we, we talked about it. I talked to uh, uh, Coach Tracy this week, and uh, besides our pregame interview we, we had here, but I uh, talked to him, and he had mentioned that, that they really only have a handful of plays, and I think that's part of why Hood is still out there is they just don't have much option. So it'll be fourth and ten. Hood will be in the backfield. They'll have three receivers far side, one near side. Rolling to that far side is McLaughlin. He's looking downfield now, rolling for his life. He'll throw it to nobody. And I thought we just got away with a pass interference, but it is called on the backside as I can't see who that is, but somebody just absolutely obliterated that wide receiver. And that's the type of play that their quarterback can, can make. And that's getting outside. Bob Amrit was trying to do a really good job of keeping in, but he, he got hooked a little bit. The quarterback got outside of him. That gave him plenty of time. And like I said, he's great at knowing how much space he has to know how much time he has to still throw the ball. And you don't see that very often at, at the high school age. Usually they make their decision to run the ball a lot quicker. And what that got them, 20 yards downfield and a first down. Well, that's a play, too, that uh, they're going to watch on game film and say, hey, that was a mental mistake. We've got to think smarter than that, as that was kind of in the area of where the ball was going. But considering their quarterback was running for his life, there was no need for that. Would have got the ball back for him. So they'll give it off to their uh, to uh, Thunderbird, and he will go up the middle. No gain on the play. What do you think the odds they could? Having nicknames of thunder and lightning in the backfield. There's probably a real, real good chance right of that. Great job again by the defensive line. Did a good job of taking their space, giving a time for the linebackers to fill. 
So as far as I'm concerned, they can keep that running those dives all night. So they will do a cross, but neither receipt, neither uh, back gets it, and throwing it, a flag down in the end zone. That's uh, their tight end, number 87. I think there might be a late hit on the quarterback there, maybe. That's Luke Willenbrock. We'll see what they're going to call as it stands. It went as a 14-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, and that's what scares me tonight is their passing game. Again, their quarterback does a marvelous job of making good decisions when he gets outside of the pocket and did a great job. Great job that the receiver is wide open. And, uh, yeah, and again, roughing the passer call, they'll obviously decline that. So it is a 14-yard touchdown pass from McLaughlin. To their uh, tight end in Willenbrock. So now they will try for the PAT. Great series by the Osage Indians there that time to get, to get a touchdown before the end of the first half. And they will get the ball first in the second half. So that was a huge, huge, huge drive by then. So Eagles need to collect their, their thoughts, get their mental game back inside. And I think we're going to have to play some pretty good pass defense in the second half. So that play goes for a 14-yard touchdown play and puts seven points on the board for the Indians. We'll pause here and be back. The Eagles do lead 14-7. to We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Well, the lead's been cut in half as the Eagles lead 14-7. to As you said, though, this is a chance for a almost a two-for-one opportunity. 39.7 seconds, and Smith will take it from the near side here. Run over his own man, but he's across midfield. He's going to break it and take it to the house. He's across the 30, the 20. The 10-5 touchdown! Bradley Smith takes it to the house from 70 yards away. I'm and extremely surprised they even kicked off. I really thought that was going to be a split kick or an onside kick, a chance to to get the ball back, get the ball back quickly. With only 40 seconds left on the clock, we haven't shown a, a great need, a great ability this whole season to to score that quickly. So. What a gift from the coaches of Osage there. Kick it away, let Brad run that ball back. He needed a fabulous job of waiting for his hole and hit it hard and actually made it a little bit by running into his own player. So Smith takes it 70 yards to the house and kick is down and it is up and it is good. That puts it 26 point, is that 26.9? Oh, 26.9 seconds. So that took just almost 
13 seconds. Took about 12 seconds for him to run 70 yards. But that puts the Eagles up 21-7. We'll pause here and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. Well, the Eagles able to take it 70 yards on the ensuing kickoff after the Indians... Took their drive down the field and scored. Now I'm totally expecting some sort of a squib sideline kick from our guys because you just don't want to give the other team that much chance to make a make a play on a on a kickoff return at this point in the game. So Salter has it teed up. He will kick it high end over end kick, and we got whistles. Wrong on that call, wasn't I? Oh. So we'll be delayed game. That wasn't on your radar at all, was it? I was not. I messed that one up. Oh well. We'll see if we see it again. We did have some good luck last uh, last game in kicking the ball deep. Well, we I was also wrong too. As I said, it was a potential two to one opportunity, two for one possession almost with just under forty seconds left. In the first half. and well, That was my I call, yeah. I said that first. I you know, was wrong. We, we, I, I steered you wrong. You know, take it back 70 yards to the house. And now it gives 26.9 seconds left on the clock for the Indians to work with as they trail 21-7 here as we are just shy of halftime. You don't see delay games on kickoffs very much. Well, you know, I'm not too worried because I know Salter's got the leg. He could boot it into the end zone. Now they'll go for a little squib kick. It's still on the grass, and it will be covered by the Indians at their own 40. So I technically got the right call out. <laughs> just needed, when just, it was all said and done, you were right. Just needed a do-over. So. And that's why you do that sort of thing. The ball just hops around. You know, that ob-shaped ball does not bounce necessarily where you, where you think it's going to go. So it went off the hands of two different Elden guys before they covered up. And now, again, I feel pretty good that we can keep them in check for the 24 seconds. The Eagles are going to call a timeout here with 24.3 seconds left. We'll just keep it right here. Hopefully you're enjoying tonight's broadcast here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazzle here with you, joined by Mike Fries as we are just shy of 8 o'clock. Hopefully you're enjoying the broadcast all season long. We're the official home for... Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. If you haven't done so, be sure and look us up on Facebook. Just type in Show Me Sports Network. You'll find us on there. Like our page. We try to share information from the team as they put it out. Also, information as the week goes on if we get any and post our starting lineups and a few other things that we have going on. So, and we'll be on the road next week as the Eagles will be taking on Blair Oaks at Blair Oaks, and then they'll be at California the next week. And if the Eagles can take care of business tonight, 
and finish the season and do what they need to do, there's a good possibility that here in three weeks, so three weeks from now, we might be looking at a home district game. So the Indians will have the football as it sits on the 40-yard line, 24.3 seconds left here in this first half. Eagles have one less defensive lineman, maybe two less defensive linemen in right now. Just got three. Just a three-man rush. We got a cover two going in the backfield. Low snap. McLaughlin will have to roll to the far side. Has some pressure, but he's going to have A to get the corner. He'll be across midfield. He'll step out there after he gains 12 to 13 yards. Yeah, that was a little bit unfair for the Eagles guy. <laughs> Again, three-man line. And uh, so basically got outside our, uh, our in slash tackle pretty easily there. And uh, good game. That's, that's what you do if you're the offense. They, should, they go back and cover two, only, only blitz rush three. Use it to your advantage. 17.6 seconds left here in this first half. Clock stopped because he got out of bounds. Ball spotted at the 48-yard line of the Eagles. Again, twin receivers either way. Hood in the backfield, McLaughlin in shotgun. He'll wipe his hands off. He'll say the cadence. Now he gets the snap. Dropping back, looking downfield, looking, looking. Just threw it into traffic. And Bradley Smith will get the interception as he's going to take it here on the near side and has a wall of black jerseys in front of him. But he's going to be taken out of bounds and pile driven by the helmet into the grass at the 30. No flags on the play. I don't, it wasn't a horse collar. I don't know what you could call that, yeah. but he pretty much just bulldogged him out there yeah. onto the sidelines. Well, good job by Osage to, to not give up on the play, including their quarterback who threw the, inter, who threw the interception. Um, basically, fantastic coverage there. When you have a cover two going, you only rush three. You got eight people guarding four people, and it was not a good, not a good pass. He threw it in the heavy coverage. Two, two receivers were pretty close. We had at least two or three guys on the ball. Bradley Smith, great job. So it gives us a chance for one play to get to the end zone. So ball will be spotted at the 29-yard line. Four seconds of the Indians. Four seconds on the play clock. Stillman has trip receivers on the near side. One on the far side. He'll get the snap quickly, throw it off. Double pass. That's, that's uh sure pass. And they caught it, and it goes into the end zone as it is a 29-yard touchdown run. That was Austin Evans threw it up. It was early duck season there, and the Osage Indian guy just misjudged it. I didn't even see who came down ball. with it. Yeah, it was wide receiver who on came the left-hand side. Yeah. Kellen Ash. So we're going to say Kellen Ash gets the touchdown. That was not... It was not a well-thrown ball, but you know what? It was perfect for the situation. Yeah. It was a great design play. We split out three to the right, through to the back. And uh, he had two guys blocking for him, and we just threw it back to our receiver running, running from the left to the post. But like I said, it wasn't a pretty pass. It really should have been picked off, knocked down by the Eldon guy. But uh, nice play call. Worked out. We had a great couple uh, minutes at the end of that first half for us. Well, that was a one-play, 29-yard drive. Took four seconds to run and takes us to halftime 
as your Eagles lead by a score of 28 to 7. We're going to pause here and then be back and get you into your our halftime show as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions for forward-thinking businesses. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, predictive dialer, outbound call notifications, cloud services, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. Your customers will have access to information they need quickly and accurately. Most importantly, this allows customers to interact with your business on their terms at times that are convenient for them. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. You know an agent, too. That's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com. To get the best smile in town, you mustache to Southwest Dental Care. As a former veteran, for two years I tried to get my disability and nothing worked. Then I called Wes Swinigan and he got the results that I really needed. I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Wanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Wanigan. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Riverwalk Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students, with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions, with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwalk Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. Attention class of 2021, it's time to think about your future. It's time for you to take action. It's time to apply to State Tech. But you better hurry because space is filling up fast. In fact, more than 85% of our seats will be filled by March. So don't delay and find out firsthand why State Tech is ranked the best college in the country for the second year in a row. And we are proud to be known as the employer's choice. Apply today at statetechmo.edu. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10. 
doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Well, we're at halftime here as the Eagles lead by a score at half at 28-7. Going over the band seniors right at the moment. They will perform here at halftime in just a minute. Taking a look at your scoring summary. Well, for the most part, it's been all Southern Boone County Eagles. Most of the scoring came here in in the second half, particularly late in the second half, as the Eagles were able to get on the board first on a two-yard touchdown run by their quarterback and senior quarterback in Hayden Stillman. PAT was good by Salter. That made it a 7-0 score in the first quarter. That was a seven-play, 68-yard drive. That came with 7.02 left in that first quarter. That would be the only score of the first quarter. Second quarter, the Eagles scored on an 11-yard touchdown run by Bowles. PAT was good by Salter. That was a seven-play, 92-yard drive. That made it 14 to nothing. That was with 4.20 left to go in the second quarter. Then the Indians would score on a 14-yard touchdown pass from their quarterback, McLaughlin, to their tight end in Willenbrock. The... PAT was good. That was a nine-play, 57-yard drive. That made it 14-7 to in favor of the Eagles still. That was a, with 39.7 seconds left to go before halftime. Then the ensuing kickoff as Bradley Smith would take it 70 yards to the house on a kickoff return with 26.9 seconds left in the second quarter. That made it 21-7 to in favor of the Eagles. And then Southern Boone would score going into halftime as they got an interception, had the ball back on their own 29-yard line. They run some trickeration and pitch it off to Evans, who throws a 29-yard strike. Wasn't the prettiest pass, but it was effective nonetheless to Kellen Ash, who took it into the end zone for the touchdown. That PAT was good. That made it 28-7 to here at halftime. That was a one-play, 29-yard drive. And like I said, that's how we sit at our score at 28-7 to here at halftime. As the Eagles know what they need to do tonight, they need to win. Most importantly, they've got to find a way to win in order to have some consideration to possibly have a home playoff, sorry, a home district game. That would be three weeks from tonight, possibly against a team that they've already beaten once this year. Mike's been working hard here, trying to get some scores here for halftime. And Mike, you got a few that uh, you can give to our yeah, listeners? Yeah, i got a few here. Let's, uh, all right, so let's see here. we got a uh, possible upset in the making here at halftime in Versailles. You have uh, Versailles up over Boonville, 17-16. So you got to wonder if the... The news coming out about uh, their top player, DJ, if that's uh, kind of caused some uh, mental instability. Insta- insta- instability. Anyway, so right now, halftime, Versailles is up by one. 
Let's see. We got Marshall is over Fulton right now, 22 to 7. Fulton is still 0 and 5 in, in last place in our districts. We got Eldon and California playing a tough game in halftime. It's tied up at seven. Again, those are two teams. Obviously, we've already played Eldon. You know, squeaked out the eight point, 58 to 50 lead win, I believe. Um, now we also have a, another good game going on in Hallsville. Blair Oaks is leading Hallsville 21 to 20. Uh, that uh, it's been a game that Hallsville has been mostly in the lead most of the game. What will be really interesting in that game is what we'll find out next week is what Blair Oaks is this rare program in 3A that plays, starts about 20, 19 to 20 guys. They have very few people that play both ways. On defense, they don't have a single senior that starts. They have like five sophomores that start on defense. But that usually allows them to be in better shape, physical shape in the second half. That's why a lot of times you see, including including Southern Boone in the past. We've played them pretty well for half, but they just usually roll over us because they have more energy and, and uh, so forth. Well, that also makes them really scary for the future and the yeah. fact that they're getting sophomores that are getting quality playing time, yeah. not just quality playing time, but they can hang with the seniors on the other squads, yeah. and uh, it just makes them that much more scary for next year or the following year. Yeah. Um, Ray Peck is over Hickman 21 to nothing. Um, let's see. Battle Spartans are down by one, seven to six to Rockbridge. Last I saw, Helias was up twenty-eight to nothing over the Jeff City Jays. So, looks like the Crusaders are heading toward the Jeff City Citywide Championship. There. Um, let's see. Um, Harrisburg's against Fayette. That's homecoming for Fayette. I was actually there today, doing the job there. Nice town, and uh, they were a little nervous about Harrisburg coming in. So we'll see what. What old coach is doing up there. Uh, full Father Tolton is losing to Hogan Prep 28-8. And that's the only scores I'm seeing right now. Um, I do I do have one score. Here we go. Halftime. Kirksville is up 21-7 over Mexico. 21-7. Kirksville is in one of those 4A teams. So, again, if they were to lose to that, they would get a bump up um, for their points. And one thing I think about Mexico is they don't play any team smaller than them. They play all 3A and 4A where our schedule, our conference, we do get play a couple 2A teams. Um, Hallsville and the Versailles are two that come to mind, so that kind of hurts us playing those smaller schools. But, again, Mexico um, is down at halftime right now, 21-7. to So That is that, – that we knew it was going to be a great game, great game to watch, but that is uh... – that is not the score that I was expecting, to be honest, but I'm sure several others feel the same way. So. I wasn't sure what to expect on that one, to be honest with you. Well, we're going to take uh, another break here and uh, come back and get you set for the second half of action as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh-huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love it. But we're thinking about Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I know a guy. You know an agent too. It's Kathy Rush at Remax Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. 
There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com to get the best smile in town you mustache to southwest dental care as a former veteran for two years i tried to get my disability and nothing worked then i called Wes swinnigan and he got the results that i really needed i hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system as a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Riverwell Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full-day sessions with kindergarten offering half-day and full-day programs. To find out more about Riverwell Christian Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. Attention class of 2021, it's time to think about your future. It's time for you to take action. It's time to apply to State Tech. But you better hurry because space is filling up fast. In fact, more than 85% of our seats will be filled by March. So don't delay and find out firsthand why State Tech is ranked the best college in the country for the second year in a row. And we are proud to be known as the employer's choice. Apply today at statetechmo.edu. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions for forward-thinking businesses. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, predictive dialer, outbound call notifications, cloud services, automated customer callback, 
Reporting and quality assurance. Your customers will have access to information they need quickly and accurately. Most importantly, this allows customers to interact with your business on their terms at times that are convenient for them. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421-5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com. Centurion Cares, innovative communication solutions. Well, we're still at halftime here as both teams still in the locker room getting halftime instructions. Well, I think what we're going to see in the second half is, at least on offense for the Eagles, what we saw a lot of in the first half, and that's run, run, run. Our offensive line is not very strong tonight, doing a good job uh, pulling and doing a great job of fighting linebackers to block. The running backs are doing a fabulous job of being patient, waiting for their linemen to get out there to make their blocks. Um, so, yeah, we haven't really needed to pass much. On the other side of the ball, Eldon, um, it's going to be tough to see if they can get their good running back. He's been running really well in the game. But uh, he was he was not looking very strong until the end of the first, first half. But that does scare me because their passing game worries me. And... Um, Thankfully, we got a nice lead right now, so hopefully we got a nice gap to uh, take care of things. But definitely, again, first first time, or we get the ball first. So basically, I, wanna, I expect to see a lot of running, pounding, pounding the ball in the middle, getting to the outside occasionally, because we, we've been able to run inside tackles without much uh, problem. Haven't been able to get outside much, but off tackle, it's been strong. Well, head coach for the Eagles and Trent Tracy talked about that in the pregame, about how their goal each week is to get 300 yards on the ground. When they've been able to get 300 yards, they get the win. When they have have not been able to get 300 yards, they take a loss. So that 300-yard mark is a good target for them to shoot for. And uh, I don't have the stats so far. We get those after the game. There's so much going on that uh, we do anyways. It's pretty, pretty much impossible to call the game and keep the individual stats like that. But that uh, I would say they're well on their way to 300 yards without a doubt with some of the runs they've had. Another big thing, too, taking a look at uh, some of the numbers here that I keep. So something that I see right now is a big positive for Southern Boone is they're two of two on third downs, and they've not had a fourth down play yet. They're averaging coming into most most this season, they're sitting at, uh, such as last week, they were about three for nine. They've been in the 3-7, to 3-9 range on that third down marks in most of the games this season. So the fact that they're 2-for-2-1 two two tells me that they're picking up 100% of those third downs, but they've only been in a third down situation twice in this game so far. And uh, last week they were 1-4 of four on fourth downs. Again, that's about their average right now. And uh, they haven't had any fourth downs so far. When you look at the Indians, they are 3-of-7 on third downs. And 0 of 5 on fourth downs. Now, they didn't particularly go for all of those, but they've had four. They've had five fourth downs and had to punt on several of those occasions. Seven first downs for the Indians, 10 for Southern Boone. I think, Southern, I think that this shows you that 
we're doing the basics right. I don't recall a bad snap yet, knock on wood. I don't recall any penalties that we've had for the most part. Again, knock on wood. Done a good job taking care of the ball except for the one fumble on that excellent pass rush. Besides that, we've done a good job of taking care of the ball. The snaps. I think we've seen tonight when Osage has had some three, had at least three snaps that were kind of bad, either too low or too high, and that just slows down the timing, gives the defensive line time to penetrate, which we did, made tackles for losses on all three of those, I believe. So, so far we're doing a good job of, of uh, you know, the mental side of things. Good snaps, not being offsides, even though we could have been. You know, they, they stopped doing that a little Right, shift. they didn't clean that up. They have they stopped doing the shift though, um, the latter part of the second half. So they, you don't usually do that when you run a lot of passing. That's more of those things you do when you do a lot of run. It kind of dictates the whole formal kind of military type move and together and you know. So, uh, but anyway, great job, especially in that last uh, couple minutes of the of the second quarter. I bet uh, Coach Shane and Jolly would like to have a couple different decisions to call for that. Well, like you said, uh, difference there. One turnover for each player, or each team rather. However, it was a fumble for Southern Boone. It was an interception for the, uh, let me try that again. It was a fumble recovery for the Indians, and it was an interception for Southern Boone. Right. But when you look at that, you see the damage that was done as that fumble recovery, that came on an eight-play drive, but that fumble recovery went all the way down to the three-yard line. The Indians took it down to the Eagles' three-yard line and then turned it over on downs on that fourth one of their fourth-down plays. However, big difference maker in the ballgame there is that the Eagles took that drive and went 92 yards downfield. Again, the ball was on the three, but it was a 92-yard drive because there was a five-yard encroachment penalty on the defense on the uh, first snap of the play. But they take it seven plays and go the 92 yards and it's capped off by an 11-yard touchdown run by Bowles. So that's another big thing right there. You talked about doing the basics and doing the things right is that they were able to take that turnover and put it into points, whereas the Indians were unable to put that turnover that they got on the fumble recovery into points for themselves on the board. Both teams, both teams have finally made their way back out onto the field as uh, really it's it's been a decent played first half. I mean, the only other thing I would say is that the Indians' defense has had some pressure, had a couple of hurries and a couple of knockdowns throughout the game that they've had on Stillman. But other than that, they've done a pretty good job. That offensive line has worked worked very hard here. In our ball game, as we said, Blake Gasaway here with you, joined by Mike Freeze. We are just about ready to get the second half underway as both teams going over some final instructions. We're trying to get ourselves a drink real quick here and get set for the second half. As we said, Eagles lead 28-7 to here in Ashland. It is senior night. Last week was homecoming. This week's senior night is it's the regular season home finale. Be on the road the next two weeks at Blair Oaks and then California. And if the Eagles can 
take care of business, do what they need to do, there's a good chance we might get to play at home in a district game here in three weeks. What we have in our favor in the second half, we've kind of talked about this a little bit throughout the season, is kind of what's the history? What are the players used to? Even though Coach Jolly is a really good coach and has won wherever he goes, this is only his first year here, and he hasn't been here for a while. He was last at Capital City. He started out their program after being at Eldon for a few years and doing a really good job there, winning uh, district championships, I believe, twice there. And he's won it at, at Osage previously. But these seniors, these juniors, they haven't been very good for a couple years. So that's in their mind. So what are they thinking when it's 28-7? to 7? Yeah, their coach is telling them to keep going, to keep driving hard, and good things will happen. But that's not what they're used to for the last couple couple of years. Well, not only that, but something that uh, head coach Trent Tracy's talked about on previous uh, games, about how they, they just try to, you know, take the wind out of the sail and just almost demoralize the other team. And that's exactly what they've done here is they scored on those two back-to-back possessions after the Indians had scored. But most importantly, those two scores coming with less than 30 seconds on the clock in the second half. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they're not going to kick it deep. Just say. I think you're right. If they do, that's, I think, a mistake on their part. But we have been known to be wrong before. <laughs> so the Indians will tee it up. We'll see what they're going to do. So we'll be a short kick taken by one of the Upmen. Uh, yeah, short, short kick. Got to about the 35-yard line, and that's fine. Perfect. We got the ball. Now let's see, you know, if we take it down this this drive, run it right down their throat, I think that I think we'll see a much different Osage team after that. Mange covers that kick. He said it was a short kick. Well, Southern Boone will take over on their 36-yard line. They'll be going... Right to left on your media center or your Show Me Sports Network app. As they'll send one in motion, give it off. Faked it to Bowles, actually. Stillman will keep it. Now he'll pitch it off to, I believe that's Morris, and he's going to be ushered out of bounds after about a nine-yard gain. Yeah, great great discipline on that option right there. Uh, the, the pitch man did a good job of staying with where he was supposed to be. That's what you, you're taught. Stay five, six yards, a couple yards behind. Stick with it. You never know. The quarterback was going to pitch that. So we have official fake, official timeout. One of the Indians players running out. Don't know if he had blood on his somewhere or just having a conversation with him. But he will leave the ball game. So they say actually got a new set of downs. So picked up ten yards plus on that option play. They'll send Evans to the far side in motion. Give it. To the back, that is Bowles, and he loses a yard. He was met very quickly in that hole. Yeah, they blitzed Thunder again. Uh, and of course, he's unblocked, and he did a good job of kind of waiting to see, make sure the ball wasn't coming back to his side. And he has chased it down from behind for one-year loss. So, um, offensive line's got to fire off the ball. Hit him in, hit him in the mouth, as so Coach says. We'll bring up a second and 11. Ball spotted on the 30, sorry, the 45-yard line. Long delay before they get the snap. Looking downfield is Stillman. Looking for 
His receiver oh. and off the hands, trying to catch it over the shoulder, was John. That was out of his hands. That was a good pass. That, that probably should have been caught. Um, good, good job of the offensive line, getting them plenty of time. They only sent the four defensive linemen. So good job of our five line, giving them plenty of time. And uh, he was covered decently well by, by a taller defender. So he did a good job putting the ball where it needed to be. And almost, I bet Tate would like to have that one over again. Well, they are going to show blitz to the Indians. It'll be third and 11 now. They'll back off. They'll send... Evans in motion on the far side. He'll get it, trying to work the corner on the end around, and he will get up and tight rope. Ooh, there's a late on the sidelines. Not huh. a ton of room over there. Yeah, nice patience by the in the round there that time. He was patient to make sure follows blocks, and I guess it's four, fourth and seven that's manageable. Yeah, trying to see where he went out of bounds there, and say so he goes shy. Shy of midfield, so we'll bring up a fourth and seven. As trip receivers here on the near side, one on the far side, Stillman. Trying to draw him off sides. Now he'll look over on the far side. One receiver over there. He'll, he'll get the sign as everybody stops and looks here to the near side. Five on the play clock, four. Yeah. And we're going to have a timeout called. With 10.58 left to go here in this third quarter. Eagles do lead by a score of 28-7. to We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Perfect, right? Actually, we were thinking of Rome. I know an agent there. Look at this view. This place is unbelievable. It's beautiful. We've been looking at Jamaica. Uh-huh. I know an agent there. Welcome to Jamaica. We love oh, we it. Love it. <laughs> but we're thinking about Tokyo. I know a guy. You know an agent, too. It's Kathy Rush at REMAX Jefferson City. Call her today at 573-761-3405. Well, the Eagles trying to draw the defense offsides, but unable to. They have this fourth. And seven, ball at the 48-and-a-half yard line. We'll say just shy of the 49. Eagles leading 28-7. to seven. All right, we'll line up in a more of our, our pooch kick formation this time. I think this is probably, I think this is the best call at this point. They're going to load up the far side, though, as Stillman will do a hard count, and he'll get it rolled to the far side. And he's going to trip oh. and fall. He just stubbed his toe on the grass over there, and he goes down. I still think he was trying to, to, to pooch kick that. You know, the reason why you, you overload one side is those guys get down further to cover, and then you kick it a little bit later than you normally would, so they're downfield covering, less chance of return. So I still think that's the, the play that they were going for. But, uh, you know, we, we have gotten a lot of rain in the past week. I think I said... Saw 3.6 inches or so here in Ashland. So they, the field last week was a little slip, slippery. It doesn't appear to be as slippery this week, though. So Thunderbird in the backfield as McLaughlin in shotgun. High snap, but he got it down. Bulls on the turn, it's going to be recovered by the Eagles. So really that punt didn't matter. 
as Bowles comes up with the lost ball. Yes, a high snap that slows everything down, and Thunder is really, really quick, and he was past the quarterback, did not get the, the handoff very cleanly, and he wasn't hit or anything. He just did not get the ball cleanly, and that squirted the ball on the ground, and good job by the defensive lineman to cover the ball. Yeah, that is the problem with those quick hitter plays like that is if there's not a good snap, it does not go in favor of you a lot of times. Smith will get the handoff. He's going to have 10 yards. He's off to the races. He's across the 40, across the 35, at the 30. Has some traffic, breaks it near the near side at the 10. He's going to be taken down right there. He will pick up huge yardage as he gets it inside the 10. Big hole on the left-hand side there, just right off guard. Um, good job off the line, and then he hit the hole hard. You know, he, he's good about keeping his feet and running, running quickly when he gets through the line. So great job. Um, great job by the Osage guys by not giving up on that, actually. That goes for 50 yards and some change downfield. Everybody's got to take a moment to catch their breath and get downfield now on that big run. We'll bring up a first and goal at the nine. Stillman will be in shotgun. His one back behind him. Has two receivers on either side. He'll get the snap. Give it off to his back. He's working through traffic. He'll be into the end zone. Smith takes it from nine yards out and gets a nine-yard touchdown run to cap off a good-looking drive right there. Yeah, that was a great, great power play. Pull your right tackle, Mr. Hampton, over to the left. Again, he, he, the running back does a good job of waiting for him to get get into the hole to get his block. He seals a linebacker. Great, great, great blocking by the offensive line. Well, Salter will be on to try the PAT. Snap is down. Kick is up. And kick is good. That drive. Drive was a three-play. 58-yard drive. And comes with 10.06 left here in this third quarter as the Eagles add to their lead. We're going to take a break here and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. There are things in life you should always do. Always say please and thank you. Always get a good night's rest and always take care of your teeth. After all, you're only given one set of permanent teeth to last you a lifetime. Southwest Dental Care is always the place to go for the highest quality dental care. They offer comprehensive general and cosmetic dentistry services for all patients of all ages. Their experienced and compassionate team is there to help you achieve lifelong oral health and a stunning smile. To find out more about Southwest Dental Care, call them at 573 634-4909 or visit southwestdentalcarejc.com to get the best smile in town you mustache to southwest dental care well the eagles extend their lead they now lead 35 to 7 as high end over end kick will be taken just inside the 10 yard line as working here to the near side, now cutting to the far side with it is Bradley. He will be out near the 35-yard line. 
Good job by the kickoff team. There was nothing up the middle, so he kept on trying to run to the left to find some room. And uh, he doesn't quite have the excessive speed to do that. So good job by the kickoff team. Keeps them from uh, any big game. They will return it to the 36-yard line. That is where the Eagles will try to regroup as they now trail 35-7. First half of action was quick moving. The Eagles score another time here. We could see the running clock make us out even quicker tonight. Give it off to Thunderbird, and he is met quickly by a whole lot of black jerseys. Yeah, great job by the defensive line. Clogging up, some takes some double teams, and then that makes them... It makes the linebackers able to come in and, and just mop up. Looks like that time uh, Donegan, maybe, was at the bottom of the pile. The defense line's playing very well. Phil Dick, Hampton, Bobby Ender, I believe, is in there. Give him a gain of two yards. It'll be second and eight. Clock rolling in the third quarter. 9.20 left to go. Almost jump again. They say we got back, though, as Funderburk has it. He'll pick up three yards. For the pile shoves him back. I think what we're seeing there is the defense line is not quite up on the ball as they probably should, so that uh, has helped them out multiple times this evening. I don't know if that's designed or <laughs> what. I mean, obviously we don't want them jumping off there, so I don't think it's designed from that standpoint, but designed to maybe have them back just a little bit just in case. They want to try to leave a hair early. So McLaughlin will be in shotgun. He's going to direct Thunderbird. He'll get the shotgun snap. He'll give it, fake it. He has pressure, and he's going to overthrow everybody who's looking for Thunderbird on the play-action pass. But when you got an eagle in your face, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah, we, we just outnumbered the, the offensive line there in that time. Our left defensive end, I think that was Hildedick maybe. I think yep. you're right. Hildedick just uh, was untouched. Got back there and did a good job of getting his hands up, making himself bigger than what he actually is. And uh, had to throw the ball faster than he wanted to and overthrew his receiver or undershorted his receiver. He basically threw it in between two receivers. So um, good job by the defense. Good defense call by Coach Garris. Hildedick has that big wide arm span and he made it work for him there as we're going to have a timeout play clock was down to four we'll have a timeout for the indians with 8 27 left here in this third quarter the eagles lead 35 to 7 we'll pause and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of eagles football here on the show me sports network as a former veteran for two years i tried to get my disability and nothing worked then i called Wes swinnigan and he got the results that i really needed I hear stories like this all the time where people are overwhelmed with the system. As a former Social Security attorney, I will help you get the benefits that you deserve. Russ Swanigan lives and works in Mid-Missouri, and he's here to help you. The help you deserve for the benefits you've earned. The law offices of Russ Swanigan. So the Eagles have the lead here. At 35 to 7, 827 left to go here in the third quarter. And from all intensive purposes, we expect they're going to get the ball back as Morris is back on his own 30-yard line. Eagles have fourth. And about five, a long five or short six. They'll get the snap. 
Rolling here to the near side. They're going to fake it, and he's going to get the kickoff. And it'll take a bounce at the 30, roll near the 20. Their quarterback, McLaughlin, handles the punts, just like our quarterback does. And That was a great job by that guy. He, he got pressure. He was trying to punt it. He got pressure. He got, got under the repunted, kind of like what we saw the other night on uh, one of those football games where the punter got his kick blocked, picked yeah. the ball up, ran to the yep. left, and punted again. I think that was basically what we saw there again. Yeah, that was uh, he wanted to punt it. for the uh, Seahawks game. I think you're right. Also, that saw uh, Russell Wilson dislocate his finger. If you haven't seen the picture, you should definitely look it up, as long as you're not squeamish. So it will be ball on the 23-yard line for the Eagles, so they take over. As they'll hand it off, they'll go up the middle, and there's nothing there. All right, offensive line. Doesn't mean we can take a break now at 35-7. to 7. Let's, uh, let's make sure we know who we're blocking that time. Even the guy got through there, pretty much untouched. Tackle for a loss. So offensive line needs to keep playing as good as what they have been playing tonight. Bowles was the ball carrier there. We'll bring up a second and long. And clock continuing to roll under 7.50 to go here. I'll say loss of three on the play to bring up second and 13. Stillman will be in shotgun, has twins on either side. The two here on the near side bunched up together, stacked up. He'll get the shotgun snap, quick pass off to the far side. And does a nice job of Kellen Ash to catch it, make one man miss, but he dropped the ball. Looks like Thunder recovered it. That was a nice looking pass through it, nice strike. Did a great job of miss, making the first player miss. Got a field about five, six yards, and uh, next tackle wasn't taking care of the ball very well. Well, he got split up there just as we saw for Stillman on the punt that he slipped and went down to a knee. It almost looked like that was something very similar as Kellen Ash got his feet spread out, got going two different directions, and he puts that on the ground. The Indians will take over. Have good field possession at the 25-yard line of the Eagles. McLaughlin will be in shotgun. He'll keep it himself working the far side. He's going to be taken down at the line of scrimmage. Big Sam Hampton there having seven, his lunch. Seven. Nice job. He got through there really, really, really quickly. And there was nothing to uh, for the quarterback to go. It was a called quarterback keeper. And instead of getting outside, he was trying to get off tackle. Sam Hampton doing a nice job working through his blocker. And we get that tackle. So some players on here late do the Eagles. Second and ten. Two receivers near side. Two on the far side. Thunderbird in the backfield behind McLaughlin. He'll get the snap rolling near side. Looking downfield. Has some pressure. He's going to hit his receiver. He'll fall down on it. Catching that was Keegan Vaughn. He'll be a couple yards shy of the first down marker. Yeah, this is a slight rollout to the right that, that time for McLaughlin. Did a good job getting his feet set through a nice uh, nice strike. And 22 did a good job catching the ball. Uh, but he slipped when he was trying to get up field, though. So the field is showing that's not quite as stable as we would like it to be. We'll bring up a third and two now. Got to wonder if maybe the temperature has been dropping out there. Maybe there's a little bit of dew starting to set in. Making that field a little bit slick. McLaughlin in shotgun. He'll give it off to Thunderbird, and he goes straight up the middle. Looks like he's got the first down. Yeah, 
uh, Sapp, he uh, slanted to the left, and the linebacker scraped and filled to the right, but unfortunately, a couple yards downfield. Well, they do pick up a new set of downs there. Eighth first down here in the ball game. A first and ten ball at the 14-yard line. McLaughlin in shotgun. He'll roll to the far side, has to stop, turn around, throw it to his receiver who caught it in the end zone for a touchdown. That's Keegan Vaughn. They hook up for the 14-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, this is a beautiful pass. Rolled out to the left. They kept a couple uh, running backs in for max protection, and he just threw a strike to number 22 right at right inside the end zone. Nice throw. That 40, that's a 14-yard touchdown pass. They are going to go for two here. So McLaughlin will get the shotgun snap. He's rolling here to the near side. Pump fakes, trying to get in. He tries to hurdle in, dive. He will get the two-point conversion. Yeah, quarterback just rolled out to the right that time. He had a guy open in the back of the end zone, but he just decided he needed to get in there himself. So good play by the senior to try to lead his team back into this game. So that now makes it a 35-15 score. As we'll pause here and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Liberal Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment for more than 15 years. Located in Jefferson City, Liberal Christian Academy offers kinder prep through sixth grade that prepares students to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students, with the student body comprised of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include three and five full day sessions, with kindergarten offering half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverwalk Christian Academy, call them at 573 634 3983. Yeah, the two-point conversion added on to that touchdown makes it a 20-point lead now for the Eagles. They lead 35-15. to 15. Nice drive by the Indians there after the turnover. Make them pay. Come on. Well, they are going to kick it deep, working here the near side. He's got him by the waist. He can't get out of that. Be down near the 35. Smith on the return. Well, that is where the Eagles will set up shop. We'll see how they answer here. All right, off the line. Punch him in the mouth. The ball will be at the 36-yard line. Not Liberty, of course, but... Now the officials say, set the clock, we're ready. Again, twin receivers on either side. Still going to be in shotgun. One back behind him. He'll get the shotgun snap. Keeping himself, working here on the near side. He'll cut it up the middle. He's got 11 yards. Move the chains. Good play call that time. They, they blitzed Thunder from linebacker up the middle. 
and we just ran right where he came from. So nice play call. Good job by the offensive lineman taking them out of the play. So first down. Stillman picks up a new set of downs. That is the 13th first down of the game so far. Stillman again will have twin receivers on either way. He'll be in shotgun as Bowles behind him. He'll keep it himself, and he'll pick up seven, eight yards. Still keeping that pile moving. Boy, it took about seven Indians to take him down after that seven-yard gain. Nice play by quarterback Hayden there. He did a good job of uh, making the right play call and did a good job of protecting the ball, keeping his feet running. It's a good, tough run. A nice job of him to give it deep in the belly of Bowles and pull it out. Field must be getting slippery. See Bowles working the towel that's in Stillman's back pocket. So again, twin receivers either way, second and short, second and three. They'll send Evans in motion. They'll pitch it off to the far side as trying to get the corner with it, cutting in. Nice job to pick up five, six, seven yards there as he falls forward. Bowles will move the chains. To make that play work, and that was a quick toss to the right side, sweep to the right. Your, your tackle must do a really good job of taking care of the end. That time there, Sam Hampton did a fine job of tying up the defensive end, keeping them from, from having contained on that play. And great job by the running back, wide receivers blocking downfield. So nice play, guys. Nice play. And it just came crashing down there and sealed off the end, nearing four to go here in the third quarter. The Eagles lead 35-15. to 15. Trips here on the near side, one far side for the receivers. Give it off up the middle again to Bowles. He's got five. Now he's got ten yards. Close to moving the chains again. Yeah, the Osage Indian defense, I don't quite understand what they're trying to accomplish here. They got four, just four linemen. They got one linebacker, and that's about it. So they got five guys, maybe six guys in the box. So whenever you see five guys in the box, you just got to run it. So we're doing a good job with our spread formations, getting everyone spread out. And uh, you know, here we go again. You know, this time we get two linebackers in there with four D-line. So three backs, sorry, three receivers here on the near side. Smith in the backfield, one receiver on the far side. Smith will get the handoff. He's working near side. He's got those legs moving, and he's cut down for a loss. He'll lose about five. We did a good job. It's toss sweep to the left this time, and we did get the, get the block on the on the end. Owen did a, did a good job of uh, doing that, but unfortunately their defensive back, linebacker came up strong and to make that for a loss so yeah smith is holding his left hand though so he went down i think awkwardly on that hand tried to brace himself with it and he's in some pain he had a pretty pretty gnarly finger injury a few weeks back yeah he's definitely in some pain he's going to stay in there though again trips here near side one far side he'll or actually twins either way. They changed it up. Rolling to the far side. Stillman looking downfield. Has his receiver. And he caught the ball inside the 10. We'll see who comes up with it. No, they say he did not catch it. Yeah, it was, pretty good. It was a good, great throw. He did a good job. He did roll out a little bit to the right, but he got his feet set. And that's what made the play even possible. He got his feet set, threw it up there. This guy got it. And uh, great defense. Number one for the... For the Indians did a good job of getting his hand up there and keeping the ball from being caught. Uh, everybody in the crowd thought it was caught. You heard a collective groan that it wasn't. And Bradley Smith still working on that left hand, a left finger, whatever the issue is down there. 
He's got something going on with that left hand, left finger. One of those left fingers. So he will stay in the backfield. Stillman will point out some defense. Now will have twins either way. He'll drop back, looking near side, looking downfield. He's going to throw to Tate John over his hands. Tate had a good step or two on him. Um, the ball was not quite as accurate. It was a little fluttery coming out of his hand. Um, pretty good job on the offensive lineman that time. Uh, yeah, tough. It's twice now. We've had uh, a step or two. Just got just a hair too much under that pass. At least he put it in a position where either his receiver could catch it or nobody could. So it'll be fourth down here. Looks like the Eagles are going to go for it. Twin receivers either way. And Smith in the backfield. They'll do a hard count, but we just moved. Oh, that's really tough because, you know, they're in a great defense right now for us to run right up the stinking middle. They only have four defensive linemen. they got one linebacker. They're spread out. They're in a cover two on their secondary. They're playing almost like a prevent fourth down there, thinking it's going to be a pass. So I think the play is a run up the middle, but I'm not sure if Bradley, he, he must be okay, though. It's up to the players to tell the coaches if he can't go. So they'll do the same formation again. It's fourth and a long 16, 17 yards. Still going to get the snap rolling to the far side, looking fast. Drops it off to Smith. He's got some room to work with. He'll be taken down. That closed very quickly. He's back to near the original line of scrimmage. It was almost, well, it was a wide receiver screen to the left or to the running back. Um, he caught it pretty cleanly. It was, it was a good pass. It just uh, closed up quickly. We didn't have anybody, any lineman out there pulling the block. So not sure if there was a missed call there maybe. Um, but uh, it was a nice try. Almost got it. So it will be ball back to the Indians at the 31-yard line. McLaughlin will be in shotgun. He'll get the snap. He'll keep it himself. Rolling to the far side. Has some pressure, but gets around the end. He's got five yards. He's got 10 still on his feet. He's got 15. Wow. Great athletic ability by the quarterback there. We actually had it covered pretty well. Um, I think that was Bagan last. Got upfield. I thought he had the contain. He was doing a good job, but that quarterback was just too fast. And that was a called quarterback sweep. No, you know, no doubt what they're trying to do. They're trying to get him outside. And he did a wonderful job. We'll bring up a new set of downs for the Indians. As their quarterback, McLaughlin, well, looks like he's going to reassign his running backs. He'll have two back there. A wing on the left side. Receiver here on the near side. Thunderbird will take it up the middle. Long flag throw in from the near side official. Yeah, it looked that time that Sam Hampton did a fabulous job of getting some penetration. I think the offensive guy got called for hooking him, hooking his arm as he was going by. That will be the call, so... Well, that official was trying to make an Olympic throw there. He threw that pretty definitely with some authority. That's pretty impressive. So that will negate that run. Wasn't for much anyways. Yeah, they can run the ball all they want in the second half as far as I'm concerned. 
So we'll back him up here. The official started to walk the wrong direction. I guess he was he didn't get the memo that he got to go that way. That would have been a good commercial. It would have. Like Snickers. Had a bad day. Here, have a Snickers. We just sold a million candy bars. That's right true. There. That's a good point. Snickers Flash can just send us all the NFL games, yep. and college games. Snickers I mean, can just send us uh, our royalty checks. Sure. I mean, no problem. So it'll be first and 21 now. Clock rolling. A 205 left here. In this third quarter, the Eagles lead by 20 at 35 to 15. Two receivers either way. McLaughlin looking, has a pass across the middle, and it's going to be completed to Vaughn. So he'll pick up about 10 yards. Yeah, that was the rare drop back, straight drop back for the quarterback, and he doesn't take long to get rid of the ball, and 22 has sure showed to be handy. Good hands for number 22. Vaughn has caught almost all of the passes. So we'll bring up a second and ten. Again, clock under a minute and a half to go here in the third quarter. Twin receivers either side. McLaughlin drops back. He's rolling to the far side, has pressure, and hits Vaughn again. And they'll say he caught it for a gain. Got a flag, late about hit. Five yards. Again. Yep. Yep. So it wouldn't, doesn't matter. He didn't pick up the first down. He'll get it by way of penalty. Yeah, that time was a quick rollout to the left. Uh, only really rolled out about... Three, three or four steps. He did a great job planting his feet, throwing a strike. And number 22 again. Just went out there and caught the ball and landed, you know, only got about five, six yards on that, but the penalty, that will take him down the field for a first down. With that penalty, that'll put him on the other side of the 50, well into Eagles territory. Ball will be spotted near the 41 all right, that's the 36-yard line. All right. Um, we haven't done much blitzing today, so I'll be interested to see if we do any blitzing here to kind of slow down this uh, passing game right now that they're doing. So we'll see what happens. See what Coach Garris calls in from the sidelines. Actually moved it back to the 37, so. Indians will send twin receivers on either side again. Thunderbird in the backfield. Laughlin. He'll get the shotgun snap. Looking near side. Steps up in the pocket. Has some pressure. He's going to sidearm it to a wide open receiver at the 10. Tackled at the 5. Making that catch is Dylan Willenbrock. That was a beautiful play. Uh, quarterback, just a slight rollout to the right like he did to the left earlier. Got some pe- some pressure on him from the defense. And he, did, he basically tucked in like he was going to run. Then what does he do? Pulls it back out and throws a strike on the run. Not having his feet set, but it was a beautiful play. And that's what makes him so dangerous. He has the ability to make those crazy throws right at the line of scrimmage at the last split second. So it'll be first and goal at the six-yard line. Power formation behind their quarterback. He'll give it off to Thunderbird. He ran out of his lightning there. He didn't get into the end zone, but picks up a couple yards. Lightning's the other guy. Hey, he didn't have his lightning. That's the problem. Oh, okay, gotcha. That time, power formation. They just kind of ran it right off, right off the left, uh, left side. The defensive line did a good job of clogging the lineup. They do have some uh, stupid run in our extra lineman, 
most of the game. Would be surprised if something to do with the quarterback running the ball in this time. So second and goal at the four. McLaughlin will have it. He'll roll to the far side, looking, looking. Nobody home. He's going to cut up field. He'll work around some traffic. He's going to be short of the goal line and look by maybe a yard. Yeah, he wanted to pass that time. It's a short roll out to the left, maybe set up behind the, your left tackle. He was trying to get a wide receiver going along the, the, uh, the back part of the end zone. Was well covered. Decided to tuck it and run, and good job by the Eagles. I'm not sure who it was. Coming up and making a good tackle, wrapping up. So that does take us to the end of the third quarter. We'll switch into the field and pause and be back and get you set for the fourth quarter of action as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Attention class of 2021, it's time to think about your future. It's time for you to take action. It's time to apply to State Tech. But you better hurry because space is filling up fast. In fact, more than 85% of our seats will be filled by March. So don't delay and find out firsthand why State Tech is ranked the best college in the country for the second year in a row. And we are proud to be known as the employer's choice. Apply today at statetechmo.edu. Well, we'll switch into the field. As the clock says, 12 minutes left here in regulation as it's senior night here at Southern Moon County High School as the Eagles leading the Osage Indians by a score of 35 to 15. So we said senior night here. Last regular season home game for the Eagles. We say regular season as they can continue to handle business here, which they have been. Take care of business the rest of the season. They might get to have a home district game. It'll be third and goal. They'll give it off straight up the middle to Funderburg. No signal yet. They say he was in there for a one-yard touchdown run. Old-fashioned smouth mouth football out there. You have your linemen line up feet to feet, quarterback in the center, just like we've learned to do as well. But that time they hand it off to their running back. Is that my man Thunder? Yeah, he's limping. He's coming up a little, a little gingerly. Boy, this defense is just eating lunch on these running backs for the Indians. like that young man, though. Good player. All right, come on, Eagles. So they will try for the PAT. Bad snap. They're going to have to go for two. Is rolling to the far side with it is the holder. He'll throw to the end zone. Pass is going to be broken up. Yeah, he's not quite as good of a thrower as his starting quarterback is. But as quick as he got up, I almost wonder if that was a called fake anyway. But, you know, because it did seem like he got up really quickly, decided to. Or it could be just good coaching. They practiced that in the past, so. All right, Eagles need to do a good job here. So we'll take a quick break here and be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10. 
doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Well, the 20-point uh, lead has been cut just a little bit with the one-yard touchdown run by Funderburk. PAT was a bad snap. Could not convert. As they will come on here to kick off to the Eagles. They'll send a little pooch kick. Taken on the far side. By Morris. Ooh, that's Morris. He's working across. He'll get near the 40. He usually lines up on that spot, so I think that, I think that was a good guess. That's kind of what I was placing it on. Usually <laughs> it's where he's at. And that's what you got to do with these uniforms. Yeah, these uniform tops. A little difficult to differentiate. So if any of our listeners out there are looking for a good tax write-off, the Southern Boone <laughs> County Eagles football team would love to have some different jersey tops, so or at least the guys in the press box, or a new, or a yeah, new press box, or turf field, or all of the above. <laughs> we can make it work. Whatever your budget is, we can, we can work it for you. So the Eagles will take over on the 39-yard line, their own 39-yard line. They have the lead, 35 to 21, and they'll give it off to Bowles. That was a lot of misdirection in the play. I think somebody maybe ran the wrong play. Well, our offensive line that time, I'm quick to praise you guys, but that time you guys just blew it, I'm sorry to say. But three guys got back there, no problem. We tried to fake to the guy in motion from left to right and hand it off to the tailback, which the tailback's been running really, really well tonight. But uh, that time they had nowhere to go. That goes for a four-yard loss. Now they're spotted just across the 35-yard line. Again, twin receivers either way. They'll all stop, look over at the sidelines. Stillman in shotgun. Clock nearing 11 minutes to go here in regulation. Eagles leading 35-21. Stillman to get the snap. He'll hand it off to his back. He's across midfield, close to midfield rather. He's got 15, still on his feet, picks up close to 20 yards. Great play to see after that last play where we've had some mental mistakes that time. Off the line did a wonderful job. They got quickly to, the, to the, their, their defender. Got him blocked well, and the running back did a fabulous job of running straight up the middle. I'd like to see more of that. Well, that's one way to keep the clock rolling, keep the game rolling. Most importantly, handle the business here for them to get the win tonight because that's a key piece of what they have to do to have a possible home district game. Dillman and Shotgun just made the defense jump, but no contact. They'll get back. Now Stillman will keep it all the way. He's tripped up across Line of scrimmage, you'll maybe get a half a yard. Yeah, I had a good view that time. The defensive lineman wasn't, he jumped, but he didn't, he wasn't into the neutral zone. But um, good job of the Osage defensive line there to get through there to make the tackle. Offensive line got to put, put together, especially those seniors. So Jonas we'll be. Sapp, Sam Hampton, Tyler Hildredick, Donigan. And you do, you need to kind of. Dig deep for the next 10 minutes of this game. 
Will be second and ten now. And Stillman in the backfield. He'll give it on the end around to Morris. He's got some room to work with. He's across for ten yards, 15, 20. He's going to take it to the house, but there is a flag as he will take it 45 yards to the house on the end around. However, there is some yellow trash on the field, probably in the neighborhood of Holdy. And that will be the call. So that 45-yard touchdown run taken off the board. Yeah, it was a call holding on the wide receiver trying to block the defensive back. Uh, nice play. Good play call by the by, by Coach, uh, I believe, Coach Long there. Good play call. We yeah. haven't uh, done that for a while. That was the right time to dial that up. So now the ball will be spotted on the 50-yard line, so it'll be second and 15 as the Eagles get guilty of a holding call. So clock says 9:32. score says 35-21 in favor of the Eagles. Again, twin receivers on either side. Stillman will be in shotgun. He'll get the snap. He'll keep it himself. Working on the far side. Gets the corner. He's got 5-10. Still on his feet. He's going to have 13-4. Still moving, actually. He'll pick up 16 yards. Move the chains. This is the best running I've seen Hayden do pretty much in his career. I've seen a lot of his games. This time, faked it to the to the tailback. And since your tailback has been doing so well tonight, the defense kind of closing him. He had a big, huge hole off the left-hand side, off tackle. Did a good job getting the field, and he did a great job of keeping his feet going and moving forward after he got after he was getting hit. It so was a tough running by Hayden. Wasn't pretty there at the end, but he did what he had to do to pick up enough to move the chains. He'll send another man in motion, keeping himself is Stillman. He's got five yards, still pushing the pile. He's going to have close to ten. Same play to the right side, and I don't care what what he says. That looks pretty to me. That one looked much, much prettier that time. Oh, the other one looked pretty, too. I think this Indians defense is starting to get a little gassed as it looks like they're trying to make arm tackles here. and Those offensive linemen doing a good job pushing forward, getting some pressure there on that defense to make them get a little gassed a little quicker. Still going to go up under center. Has two backs in the backfield. Two receivers near side, one far side. He'll give it off to the second man through. Bowles takes it across the 20. New set of downs. Just a beautiful play there. Straight off the right-hand side. And Sam Hampton, Chuck or Donegan, and uh, Tyler Hill did a fantastic job of blocking there on the right-hand side. So good job, guys. So that will be another first down. Unofficially, I have 18 first downs in the ball game. Or Southern Boone County. So the Eagles continue to move here. Ball spotted on the 19-yard line. Had them reset the play clock, so Eagles taking all the time they can off the clock here. Says 7.50 on the clock and counting. Play clock at 15. Now they'll set the offense. Two receivers near side, one far side, two backs in the backfield. Stillman will go up under center. Four, three on the play clock, two. They'll get it off. They'll hand it up. Straight up the middle, breaking tackles. And going towards the goal line 
Bowles picks up about 18 yards, just shy of the goal line. That was a fantastic play by the right guard, Donegan, there. He took his guy who stunted to his left shoulder. He peeled him back more to the left shoulder, and that was a big, huge hole. Good block by Sam Hampton as well. So that right side of the line is doing a fabulous job of getting some big holes. So we'll bring up first in goal. Ball just shy of the goal line by about a yard, maybe a yard and a half. Now it's not as close as I thought. Maybe we'll say three yards. So up under center will be Stillman. He'll get the snap. He'll hand it off to Bowles. And he's going to push forward for a three-yard touchdown run. Yeah, that time the interior just did a great job of firing off the block to get the block in front of him. So Sat, Hilton and Donigan, fantastic job of pushing the defensive line back into the end zone. So Bowles gets a three-yard touchdown run, lengthens that lead, back up for the Eagles. So Salter will come on to try the PAT, snap is down, kick is up, and kick is good. That makes it. A forty two to twenty one score. We'll pause here. Six fifty two left to go in the ball game. We'll pause and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time and running out of some of your favorite makeup, fragrances, or skincare products? No need to worry. Avon representative Michelle Cartier has got you covered. Michelle can consult with you on the newest line of products as well as get those that have become your must-haves. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 from the comfort of your own home and have your order shipped directly to your front door. To see how Michelle can help you out, find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. Live beautifully with Avon. Well, the Eagles double up the Indians right now by a score of 42-21. A kick, a high kick, taken on the run on the far side by the return man. Makes one man miss, makes a couple more before he spun around at the 30. That's where he will go down. Pretty good uh, kickoff for Team covers that time. Again, they stay in their lanes, make the receiver go right to left versus going upfield. And uh, did a good job there. So nice job, guys. They are going to put it on the 30-yard line. So the Indians 70 yards away from the end zone. They start on their own 30. So they'll break the huddle here. Have two receivers on either side. Laughlin will be in shotgun formation. Again, he works pretty exclusively out of that. He'll get the snap, dropping back, looking far side. Now he's going to tuck it and go up the middle. He's going to get a hand on him and take him down after a short gain. 
That could have been a big play right there. That was a great job of the defender that time. I can't see the number. I can't tell who it is. But the Bowles. in linebacker, I think that was, he was, he was covering yep. his guy in the flat, and then this guy didn't do anything. So basically, when the quarterback decided to run it, he stepped up in there and did a fabulous job of reading the play. Yeah, if he does not make that tackle, that's probably close to a first down run. A lot of green there. So it brings up second and eight. Ball at the 32-yard line. Laughlin will take it, roll it here to the near side. Now he's going to have some pressure after roll to the far side. He's going to look downfield, hit a wide-open receiver. He'll slide at the 40-yard line of the Eagles. And that was Hunter Graber. What a fabulous play. They were trying to roll him out to the left to set up outside of the, the left tackle. But there was too much pressure by the defensive line and causing the roll to the right. He was able to get outside of our deeds of end. I think that was Hildedick out there and just threw an absolute strike on the run. Just a beautiful, amazing play. So we'll bring up a new set of downs as ball at the 40-yard line of the Eagles. Clock rolling near five and a half to go here in regulation. McLaughlin a roll to the near side, has pressure, has to step up. He's going to be taken down, balls on the grass, and it's going to be taken by the Eagles, but a flag comes in. That was the same play they ran last time, but this time Tyler did a better job of keeping his depth, and that caused the quarterback, McLaughlin, to come inside to where the rest of his linemen were. No idea what this penalty is to be called. It was thrown by the sideline guy. Ah, holding. So that'll be holding on the Indians. Yeah, he basically threw that flag from the, from the sideline, so I wasn't sure what he was going to call all the way out there. We'll take it, though. The ball will be on the 45-yard line. So the Eagles take it back. Now I think to put the final nail in the coffin, they've got to take this down the field, just march it downfield. I think we're already shoveling dirt on that coffin. We probably are, but to put the exclamation point maybe. Nothing wrong with that. They need to just take it down, score. All right, offensive line. Come on, seniors, this is your night. Fire off. Hit that guy hard across from you. 5.25 left to go here in this fourth quarter. Stillman dropping back, looking downfield. Has his receiver. That's Tate John. And just over his hands. He laid out for it but could not come down with it. He just needed about one more yard. Or a couple more inches height-wise. I don't know if Tate John knocked the wind out of himself, but he laid out for that ball and could not come down with it. He will check out here. Always needs to catch his breath. But, uh, no, great job blocking by the offensive line. How to catch my breath after that. Good job getting your feet set there, Hayden. He threw it just a, just a tad too far. So we'll bring up a second and ten here on that incomplete pass. Twin receivers either way. In the backfield is Stillman. In shotgun formation, rather. He'll keep it himself, working near side, cut it inside. He's got five yards plus a couple more, so he's got seven to eight. What we're seeing here in the second half is this why I love the option so much. When, you're, when your running back's running the ball hard, when your quarterback is running the ball hard, the defense has no idea where the ball is going. That's another time where awesome fake to uh, Smith and their defensive collapse on them, and then there was nobody there for Hayden you know, to uh, tackle Hayden until it was a good five, six yards downfield. So great, great call, great execution by the Eagles offense that time. So third and two here 
for the Eagles. Now send a man in motion. Stillman will option pitch it off to his outlet valve. He's got the first down. That's Morris still on his feet. Flag comes in. So I think it's going to be coming back. Yeah, holding. We saw that play earlier tonight. Basically, it's an option with the with the uh, option of the motion wide receiver becoming the pitch man. And uh, good job. He made the right decision. He had two guys coming down on him, made a good pitch, caught it in stride, beautiful execution, except for blocking, got a little holding call there. Yeah, that, uh, that was a, a well-designed play right there. You described it perfectly. Morris comes in motion and ends up being the pitch man there, the relief valve, in case Stillman decides he doesn't want to hold on to it, and wise decision there, make that defender have to commit to one or the other. He committed to Stillman, so he pitched it off to Morris. And that's after they've already, you know, the, the defense had to count for the tailback. He's been running really, really well tonight, whoever's back there. So there's too many people for them to, to, to defend. So option, one of my favorite, favorite offenses. So, again, it'll be third down. This third and four. Again, send a man in motion. And ball's on the ground. Oh. It's going to be covered by the Indians. I can't tell who was coming in motion. Yeah. So, yeah, that time he had guy in motion coming from left to right. Hayden was going to hand the ball off to him, but that motion guy didn't think he was going to get the ball. Bad exchange. Ball's on the ground. And the Osage defensive lineman there uh, did a fantastic job of tracking that ball down. He was chasing from behind, didn't give up. So, got to hand it to that guy for not giving up, being down 42-21, and the game pretty much decided. So, I'd like to see that. The ball will be on the 46-yard line of the Eagles. Indians have 4.08 left here to work with. They, they trail 42-21. McLaughlin will be in shotgun. Twin receivers either side. Has Underberg behind him. He'll drop back looking far side. Has some pressure. He's got to step up. He'll throw a rocket downfield and in and out of the hands of his receiver. Good pressure that time. I think that was Dylan Niles, tall, lanky, defensive lineman. Yeah, the Niles, the 76 there, putting the pressure on the quarterback. So, um, yep. well thrown, though, with just slightly overthrown. Great defensive back coverage there that time, too. It would have been very, very difficult for them to come out with the ball. So, fantastic defense by the Eagles that time. Good pressure, good coverage. Thumbs up all the way around. Clock stopped, 4.01 left here in this fourth quarter. Eagles lead 42-21 here at senior night. Now they'll have two backs in the backfield. A wing here on the near side, receiver on the far side. Gloughlin will fake it, roll to the far side, has some pressure. He's going to try to get the corner, look downfield, throw it, and it's going to be knocked into the hands of the Indians player. This young man is just amazing. Uh, again, they tried some misdirection. Slowed down our linebackers a little bit. Weren't sure where to go. And he runs out to the right, gets outside our lineman again. Tyler's going to be having nightmares with uh, with this guy tonight. Some, uh, somebody got a hand on it but tipped it right into the belly well, of he, the Indians receiver. He threw it high. So he threw, he threw it to where the other guy didn't have much of a chance. And our guy did not. Could only get his hand, a, a finger or two. So it was a great play, great throw, great concentration by the receiver. So ball on the 15. Mc- Laughlin will keep it himself working here on the near side, trying to work around traffic. He'll be ushered out of bounds by several Eagles. 
After yeah. he picks up about five yards. Stevenson did a good job at the time. I think it was Bagan last. Did a good job, a better job of making him go a little further out than he wanted to, and that allowed our linebackers time to come up the field. So good play by Bagan last. He's taking a breather. I think we got Bob Ander out there right now. So we got Bob out there. We got Dylan Isles out there. Tyler Hildedick out there. Sam Hampton out there on defense. Yeah, that's the good thing about that play. As you said, if you can draw it out and lengthen it out, they just run out of real estate. McLaughlin will be in shotgun again. It's second and five, ball at the 10-yard line. McLaughlin rolled to the far side, has a wide-open receiver who will catch it and prance into the end zone. Yeah, we'll, we'll execute it by the Osage Indians that time. Roll out to the right, no pass pressure. His receiver was wide open, so some sort of a miscommunication. Um, in the backfield of who was covering that guy. And just a simple throw, throw right where it needed to be, and Indians uh, live a little bit. They're trying to make the score at least a little more respectable. There we go. Our folks to the right hadn't updated the score yet. So they are going to try for a two-point conversion here with 3.17 left to go in regulation. McLaughlin rolling here to the near side. He's going to look and throw it to a wide open receiver. Here the fans want him to be out of bounds. I think it was a good play. I think he got two feet in there. That was to Devin Williams. Yeah. That was a good play. Rolled out to the left. Uh, didn't have a lot of people in, in, the, in the pass pattern. It looks like just two. So they had mass protect. Out there to the left, no pressure. And uh, he, for a second, I thought he was going to run in himself, but like we've seen so many times with him, he wasted that very last moment through a strike to uh, 44, who's the guy that made that uh, good tip pass play earlier. So that uh, 10 yard touchdown pass from McLaughlin to Vaughn. Then a two point conversion pass, McLaughlin to Williams. That caps a four-play, 46-yard drive. That comes with 3.17 left here in this fourth quarter. And the score is 42-29. Let's keep it right here. As I said, hopefully you're enjoying listening to tonight's broadcast. Blake Gazzle here with you, joined by Mike Freeze. Bringing you the broadcast all season long. Hopefully you enjoy our commentary. We know we've got uh, some parents who've been listening. We've got some tailgaters who are listening. Well, they're probably not tailgating right now. But. We've got some folks who listen to us throughout the week on their on, as a podcast. So what a wonderful time. I mean, if you're tired of politics on talk radio and tired of hearing the same old classic rock for decades, why not listen to us? I think we are highly entertaining, so... <laughs> Some may beg to differ, but we have fun at least. We're, we are we are progressing. All right, we got a hand, our hands team back on kickoff return here. They will try an onside kick, and Eagles are going to fall on it. Put a couple extra bodies on top of the one who fell on it, just yeah. in case. Not a bad idea. Nice job. All right. So the way the game's gone so far, that's probably a smart idea. Say it'll be on the 43-yard line. I think you're pretty happy to get the ball on the 43. 
almost every kickoff return. So, all right, right. So here we go. We got one more series probably here. So, offensive line needs to continue. They've had some, some really dominant play most of the evening. The backs, including the quarterback, have been running really hard, really tough. Yeah, we are going under center here. Stillman will step up under center. He'll get the snap, give it off to the second man through. Pushing the pile, I believe that's Bowles. He'll pick up six yards or so. That was a little tougher running that time. And the one thing you do have a concern about when you when you don't play under center very much is handling the, the ball, and that was a little, a little sloppy going back to the running back, but good Good concentration, good job getting to them. Well, I think we're going to see a heavy dose here in the run game. Yeah. One, just because that's more. exactly what I do, but we have Smith and Bowles both in the backfield. I still going to go up under center again. Two receivers near side, one far side as we're going around. Two and a half to go here in this ball game. Eagles leading. You'll get the snap. Fake it one way, give it off to Bowles the other way on the nice crossing pattern. He'll have the first down and more. Fabulous job of the offensive line and the offense that time. The other team knows that we're going to be running the ball. And what I love about this is for years I've been kind of hoping, wishing that uh, Coach Tracy would would uh, put some time into going under center because there's so many times in football where it's just nice to go under center, get a nice simple snap ex exchange to get that one or two yards. And this season, Coach Tracy has done a marvelous job of adding that to the offense. Like I said, we didn't have that for a number of years. Stillman will go up under center again. He'll survey the defense, trying to let that play clock roll down a little bit. Has two backs in the backfield. He'll get that snap, give it to Smith, working far side, cutting inside. Still on his feet. He's going to have close to 10 yards. Finally blow the whistle after he got stood up. Huge hole on the left-hand side, so good job on the left-hand side. I think Owen, Owen came back in. Uh, Dylan had been doing a pretty good job on the left side there. So great job on the left-hand side, making a huge hole. Uh, Jonas Sapp there as well, been, been doing a great job all night. So great job, guys. Big, huge hole, and Bradley continues to run hard after he gets the, the ball. And you know, Bradley, throughout his younger years, has been known as being the speed guy many years in the middle school and youth leagues he was usually the fastest guy on the team but he has added a real nice strong running game to his uh, repertoire this year so under a minute to go now in regulation again two backs twin receivers near side they'll give it off to bowls he'll work his way he's got the first down picks up about seven yards so this time it was the right hand side's turn to uh, show what they can do and let's see who's in there 78 78 for the Eagles. Boyce? Yep. Yeah, great job of, by Boyce that time. He was in there for uh, for Donegan. Uh, Donegan, I can see earlier in the game, was getting kind of winded. So good job by Boyce to go in there. They ran right behind him and and uh, Max Hampton. Nice play. Well, the Eagles do have to, to snap it one more time. They'll go in victory formation. Still going to get it. He'll take the knee. And that should help wind the clock down as it says 13 seconds, 12. They'll continue to roll here. As clock rolling, 4, 3, 2, 1. And that 
will be the ball game as your Eagles win on senior night by a final of 42 to 29. We'll take a quick break here and be back and get into our postgame show as we've got fireworks here to celebrate senior night. So we'll take a quick break and be back. As you're listening to exclusive coverage of Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to Southern Boone County Eagles football on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. This is the Southern Boone County Eagles postgame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazaway and his crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Eagles. Exclusive postgame coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms. River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. Now, here's the voice of the Show Me Sports Network and the Southern Boone County Eagles Radio Network, Blake Gassaway. Well, senior night is a good night here in Ashland. As the Eagles get the win by a score of 42-29 to to close out the regular season schedule for the Eagles here at home as they beat the Osage Indians. Osage falls to 2-5 on the season. They are 0-5 in Class 3 District 5 action. For the Eagles, they move to 3-4. And 3-3 three and three in Class 3 District 5 action tonight's game. Also a Tri-Counties matchup game as well. As uh, said here in our post-game show, we'll take a look at your scoring summary. Mike's working hard on getting some scores from across the area, some district scores, also some conference scores as well. As taking a look at the scoring summary, the Eagles were first to get on the board as they scored on a two-yard touchdown run by Senior starting quarterback Hayden Stillman to the uh, PAT by Salter was good. That was a seven-play, 68-yard drive. That was with 7.02 left in the first quarter. That made it 7 to nothing. That would be the only score in the first quarter. Then we go to the second quarter. The Eagles score an 11-yard touchdown run by Bowles. PAT by Salter was good. That was a seven-play, 92-yard drive. That was with 4.20 left to go in the second quarter. That made it 14 to nothing. Then Osage would score on a 14-yard touchdown pass from McLaughlin to Willenbrock. 
the PAT was good. That was a nine-play, 57-yard drive. That was with 39.7 seconds left before halftime. That made it 14-7. Then it would be Southern Boone, and there would have three scores altogether between the two teams in a matter of less than 40 seconds on the game clock. And Southern Moon would score on the ensuing kickoff on a 70-yard kick return for a touchdown by Bradley Smith. Salter's PAT was good. That was uh, a made it a 21-7 score with 26.9 seconds left before halftime. Then the Eagles would capitalize on an interception as they score going into halftime on a 29-yard touchdown pass from Evans to Ash. PAT was good on that by Salter. That made it a 28-7 score at halftime. That was a one-play 29-yard drive. Then coming into the second half, the Eagles scored on a nine-yard touchdown run by Bradley Smith. PAT by Salter was good. That was a three-play 58-yard drive. That was a 10-06 left in the third quarter. That made it a score of 35-7. Then Osage would score on a 14-yard touchdown pass from McLaughlin to Vaughn. The uh, two-point conversion was good as McLaughlin ran that in. That was a four-play 25-yard drive. That was with 5.46 left to go in the third quarter. That made it 35-15. to That 20-point lead for the Eagles would take us into the end of the third quarter. Then Osage would score on a one-yard touchdown run by Funderburk. The PAT was no good. It was a bad snap. That was an eight-play 59-yard drive. That came with 11.53 left in the fourth quarter. That made it 35-21. to then the Eagles would score on a three-yard touchdown run by Bowles. PAT by Salter was good. That was a nine-play, 61-yard drive. That was a 6.52 left in the fourth quarter. That made it a 42-21 to score. And then Osage would score on a 10-yard touchdown pass from McLaughlin to Vaughn. PAT, sorry, two-point conversion, rather, from McLaughlin to Williams was good. That was a four-play, 46-yard drive. That came with three minutes and 17 seconds left in regulation. That made the score 42-29. And that is where we ended our score for the night. Taking a look at some of the other stats here. As for the Eagles, unofficially here, these are stats I try to keep throughout the game. They were 2 of 5 on third down conversions. They were 0 of 2 on fourth downs. 4 the Indians, they were 3 of 10 on third downs. They were 0 of 6 on fourth downs. Just one hurry up for their quarterback in McLaughlin. For Stillman, he was knocked down twice and hurried twice. 21 first downs for Southern Boone. 13 for the Indians. Each team having three turnovers as two fumbles and an interception by Osage and three fumbles for Southern Boone and relatively penalty free five for Southern Boone and just three for the Indians in our game. That's all the Eagles win by a score of 42 to 29. Again, moving towards a possible home district game as the Indians drop to two and five on the season and 0 and five in district play. 
And for the Eagles, they move to three and four on the season and three and three in district play for their season. As Mike's working on getting a few scores here, there's a few final and maybe a few that are going to be uh, maybe a little surprising. Well, we got a barn burner going on up the up uh, Route B in Hallsville. Last score that I had was Blair Oaks leading 51 to 48. Blair Oaks just got stopped with on a fourth and one at the Hallsville 44 yard line with 39 seconds left to play. So, looks like. Hallsville may have a couple plays, a couple chances to uh, maybe get back into the win column there. Other scores. Boonville, we mentioned at halftime or so, it was 16-17 to 17 Versailles. Well, the 17 held 47-17 Boonville over Versailles, so good second half um, by the, the, the more talented team there, Boonville. But good, good play by Versailles in the first half to, have to keep it close. Mexico has lost, is now 5-2. They lost to Kirksville. 28 to 14, Kirksville uh, historically has a pretty good program. They are a Class 4A team. Seems like then them or Hannibal, one of the two, is usually really good up there in the northeast part of Missouri. Uh, let's see. Fulton has lost to Marshall 30 to 7. Fulton is now 0 and 6, and still will be in last place in the conference. So they get the pleasure of playing the number two seed coming in the districts coming up. Um, so right now that would probably be. I guess uh, Blair Oaks, good for, no, not Blair Oaks. Yeah, Blair Oaks, good for them. <laughs> Let's see, Eldon loses a heartbreaker to California 35-28. to That's now a final. So California has, again, the luck has been on their side, but they're playing hard. They're now 5-2, and two, so they're going to be tied with Mexico now. So it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, falls out. California has already lost to Halza already, and I forget who else they've played, so. California is going to be kind of pressing for that uh, third place possibly in, in the district. But basically what, what happened tonight is all the help that we needed helped. California beat Eldon. We beat Osage. So now we're going to be higher in both of those teams now. And, of course, we have to play both Blair Oaks and California. And those will be, as we all know, very, very challenging, tough games. Um, California has been playing pretty well this year. Like I said, their two losses, I believe, are – to only Hallsville and possibly Boonville. Well, um, most importantly, as you, you said, a key point there is we handle business ourselves. We handle business ourselves. That's, that's where everything started. Tonight. Yeah, so everything worked on our favor for tonight. We, we now have two tough games that, uh, you know, the betting line, if there was one for high school football, I'm glad that there's not, we would probably we would definitely be underdogs in both those games coming up. But it doesn't mean we're not capable of, uh, of winning one or two of those games. Let's see, Hickman lost to Ray Peck. Uh, Raymore Peculiar, 35-3. Hickman is now in 2-5. and five. Uh, The Battle Spartans um, took it to Rockbridge in 26-14. Battle is now 4-2. and two, And Rockbridge is now 3-4. and four. Let's see. Helias, no problems with the Jeff City Jays. They are now 6-1 and one and are having a fabulous season at their one lone loss. Hannibal, first week of the game. So that shows you how good Hannibal is up there in the Northeast. Let's see. I have not seen a score for Harrisburg of Fayette. Fayette was 5-1 and playing homecoming at home against Harrisburg. Uh, Coach Hopp, who many of you know he used to be here at, on our coach staff a couple years ago, um, well-liked by the, the players, has got a really good program going up there now at Harrisburg. 
No score for Paris and Cole County at this point. Uh, Father, uh, Father Tolton Trailblazers lost to Hogan Prep, 44 to eight. So Tolton's now four and two, as well as is Hogan Prep. Um, Centralia and South Shelby have not seen a score for that game. And the last score that I have is Hannibal Pirates winning 48 to 14. They are now now seven and zero. And let me see if I can't get the final score of that Hallsville Blair Oaks game. Let's see, Hallsville, oh, wow, Hallsville comes back to wins that, 56-51. to 51. Boy, that is a barn burner for what sure. What a game. Holy moly. Yeah, we're just going and off that was score. all with That was all with, well, yeah, 39 seconds or so left, maybe less in the game. Wow. Wow, 16-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Austin. We saw both those guys. Left. Yep. Hallsville recovers the fumble for a two-point conversion. So they're up 56-51. They scored with 11 seconds left. And that's after stopping Blair Oaks on fourth and one and stopping Dylan Hare for no gain or, or loss. So fabulous. Great job, Hallsville. I mean, they, they I was really impressed with them last week. So now they go to, they still remain undefeated, 7-0. And, of course, they're in class two. So Hallsville's looking really, really good. Blair Oaks now falls to 5-2. and two. So right now, first place is Boonville, right? At five or at six and one. We got both Mexico and in Fulton and California at five and two. What a great district we play we have in right now. So I mean that those are all some those are all, all good teams up there. So anyway, so we have that to look forward to for the rest of the uh the season. So we got Blair Oaks next week. I will unfortunately not be here to help with the broadcast. Uh, got some pre-planned travel. My wife and I are going to be out in Colorado, which might be a little chillier in here at night. At I, I think so. I think so. But better bring my long pants and my long johns, maybe. You know, I think it'll be uh, should be a great game. We'll miss having you on the call, but I'll certainly uh, don't. I'll probably for... be listening. I might text right. a couple things, especially. Um, you know, we're trying to work out the video feed that they they have this really nice camera now set up at the stadium. That uh, yeah, we just, nobody knows how to work it over here. We <laughs> that's that's the problem. Out, we got to find the, the the right class of uh, of uh, tech people to help us out here. But I got a feeling Blake's going to get it done this week because as soon as we're done, we're going to be studying. That's right. All these wires really carefully. That's to right. See where they go. So, so we didn't we didn't talk about it uh, really much as we were trying to get the bugs worked out, but. Um, the school is part of the, the Huddle Network, and so they have had, what, the camera set up for uh, maybe since the second or third week of the season. I can't remember exactly, but had it for a good chunk of the season, and uh, they were able to finally get it up and going, and we just we see some cables and things that we're not sure how to plug into or where to plug into to mirror our, our audio with the video, but... Uh, They've got it up and going, so you can catch those games on YouTube. And uh, they have the same system set up in the gym, so I believe they've been doing volleyball for most of the season already. And, uh, you know, it's the end of the season, so that's most unfortunate. But they've got that. uh, We think they've got the system ironed out. We just need to figure out how to get, like we said, our audio into uh, plugged in into that. And then we will have the option where you can watch the game, on the feed, on YouTube, it's just search uh, 
Southern Boone County Athletics. I think it's SBC Athletic, or no, sorry, SBC Activities is what it's under. You can find it on there, and uh, hopefully at some point we'll be able to put our audio with it too as well. So you'll be able to actually catch that on the media center once it's up and going. So that's going to do it for our broadcast tonight as we'll be on the road the next two weeks as the Eagles will travel to Blair Oaks next week to take on the Falcons as that game is uh, part of the series that they have to put together in order to get a home district game in Week 10, or what would be Week 10, so three weeks from tonight. As uh, they have the game plan, they know the roadmap, the Eagles know what they need to do, and certainly it's something that they can do. So we will have pregame on the air next Friday night about 6.30, kickoff set for 7 o'clock. For Mike Freeze and myself, Blake Gasaway, hopefully you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. And until we talk to you next Friday night, at 6.30, so long, and have a great evening. You've been listening to the best game coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Southern Boone County Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Eagles Radio Network. Blake Gazaway and the broadcast crew are the guys that know your Eagles the best. Exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Centurion Cares, Eddie Gaydell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, River Oak Christian Academy, Law Office of Russ Swanigan, Southwest Dental, and State Tech College of Missouri. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Eagles Radio Network, your exclusive home for Southern Boone County Eagles football. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. Mm -hmm.